Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. What's good, Internet? It is Thursday, November 28th, 2019, and you are listening to Waypoint Radio, episode 281. I'm your host, Austin Walker. If you are celebrating Thanksgiving, if you're in the States, happy Thanksgiving. If you're not, happy Thursday. We just dropped this on a Thursday because a lot of people are traveling in the States. A lot of people are seeing their families. A lot of people are like, you know, hanging out on the couch. Or not doing I'm that. I'm not traveling, right. and it's great. That's the other I'm not traveling. I've done not, the other no, thing. No, no car ride oh, this week. Great. Usually it's eight hours in the car going eight. to Nebraska. I, lo- I love I love Nebraska. I love people out there. I don't love that eight-hour drive with a kid. No, thank you. Wait, is Nebraska really that close to you? Hmm? Why does Kato's seem- measuring with his fingers. <laughs> Kato's like doing like that You know how far math? you can fly through a state like Iowa? You yeah, can just right, go. right. You could just, <laughs> you just go straight there. Yeah, sure. Patrick Klepek, Rob Zachney, Cotto here. Everyone's here. It's just wild to me because it takes like fucking seven hours just to get out of Florida when you I leave you from say South Manhattan. Florida. No, Jesus, that too. Yeah. But it's just like, oh, right. States are smaller or at least shorter in other like parts. Of the... Some of them are still big. It's just yeah. a straight shot. Right. It's no, a fast shot. No, like, switching highways six times just to change the direction you're going <laughs> in or whatever. You just go left, and then you go north or whatever. That's those are the two directions. Right, hold, hold, hold left. left. North. Yeah, hold left. Exactly. Uh, we are just here. fall off those shells. To, what? <laughs> oh, did stuff go bad? <laughs> and Kato. Okay. Kato. Yeah, we're just, just going to be oh, off. I'm stuck, on a so, tra- I'm stuck on a train. We are. <laughs> hmm, that's a shame. We are We are recording this on Monday. So if any, you know, wild news breaks between now and, <laughs> and Thanksgiving, uh, we don't know about it. Um, also, Google has so, already canceled Stadia. Exactly. <laughs> also, this one goes out to all the people who are not traveling, who are not spreading time with anyone, who are just like, I am at home playing Pokemon or Hell whatever, yeah. and I want to just listen to a podcast. This one goes out to you. It doesn't have to be a holiday episode. But we are going to do a deep dive into the question bucket today. Uh, before we get there, uh, I do want to start by just checking in on people playing video games. I didn't play much of anything. I like, dipped my toes back into Pokemon a little bit. Also, actually, pause real quick. Huh. I am still playing Final Fantasy fourteen. I just haven't had anything uh, exciting enough happen. I'm still going through the patches yeah. a little more slowly because I had to play stuff for coverage. Um, uh, well, I'm going to get back to it heavy once we get into the holiday season proper and I'll have a little bit more free time again. But the, uh, no big update. Just people people have been DMing me like, Austin, are we ever going to hear about Final Fantasy fourteen again? The answer is yes. <laughs> Eventually. At my own pace. Thank you. Um, I still want to do a Lori episode what, once once I finish. What two point are you? Two point four. I'm, four, like, I'm okay. like I'm yeah. like leading up to a, um, what I hear is a very cool boss fight. Nice. Um, so so yeah, I'm like I'm moving. It's just you know, there's a lot of it. I visited the other cities. Nice. So you're like 30 or something then? Yeah, no, I'm 15. Oh, is that that early? Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah Kato's actually playing that game now. Anyway, <laughs> I played a little bit of that. I played I, I played some Pokemon. But like other than that, my 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 
desk, my game desk is empty. Actually, my game desk is covered with tabletop games, which I don't have anything important to say. Uh, I actually, here's one thing I will shout out in the tabletop space. There's a game called Stew Pot, S-T-E-W-P-O-T, uh, by Takuma Okada, um, which is on itch.io. Uh, itch.io, uh, if you do a search for Stewpot, S-T-E-W-P-O-T, that's a fun game about being like, uh, it's a tabletop role-playing game where you and your friends play a retired, like, adventuring party who decided to open a tavern, and you play a bunch of, like, like role-playing mini-games to tell little stories about their experience of opening up a tavern and, like, upgrading it and, like, making it more like an inn. We made an inn at, like, the fork of a road between, like, an ancient ruin where people go to do quests and then, like, a goblin village and a <laughs> port town. It was really nice. It was a fun tabletop RPG experience. Why uh, my brain went to Delicious Dungeon. But I, I went to I, Delicious. It was 100% that. Like, it was 100 People who read Dungeon Meshi or Delicious Dungeon or Fantastic Manga, uh, it was exactly that vibe. Yeah. It was like, there's a cooking with monster parts game. Or, like, yeah, um, yeah. Battleship Brigade. It had that vibe nice. to it. Very fun. Um, we streamed it for Friends of the Tables, Patreon stuff. Uh, really great game. So, shout out to that. But other than that, like, my table has been basically other stuff. So, what have y'all been playing? What's what's going on? Who's Who's got, who's wants to, to check in? <laughs> on a video game. I mean, I'm still playing Pokemon, which yeah? is still good. You didn't, like, blow through it? I have some friends who just were like, boom, I'm done. No, I'm like, what, hour 25, I think, and I have four badges, so I'm, like, halfway? Okay. Um, And part of it is that there's, like, I can't leave. If I see a Pokemon... I can't leave that area without catching it, even if it's, like, super rare. Like, it's just, like, it's a mental block of, like, I know it exists here. Like, I saw it once. I accidentally killed it. Shit, I'm going to spend another, like, half hour at least probably trying to find another one. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's I think it's probably slower going than uh, your average playthrough. Uh, I don't know what the... I wonder what the how long to beat is. I heard some people, like, could blow through it in, like, 20 hours, which was wild to me. It's right. like, did you literally catch nothing? Like, how do you even... I guess you just over over-level your beginning, like, team and just, like, keep blasting through, but... Um yeah no it's been it's been great so far uh I caught my first shiny nice fucking well, awesome. what's your shiny it's uh it's uh forget it's one of the new ones it's a sand sand snake and it looks really cool and sand snake pokemon sword and shield do you want to explain yeah, what a shiny silicon, is for people who don't know what that is it's basically uh a, a color swap that is like super rare i forget i think the it's like one in every 4000 ish pokemon that you see is a shiny version um and now they've also added an extra thing where when a shiny comes out it has these like this like particle effect in case you didn't know because some of the shinies are subtle the shiny i have is actually pretty subtle this is a sandaconda or is this a silicobra 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 Uh (laughs) Uh, and the normal silicobra's eyes are green Uh uh-huh uh i have a silicobra with yellow eyes and that is it. That is the difference. It, I think the, t- the 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 shade of tan that it is is slightly different. <laughs> like okay. if you were to set them side by side, you could probably tell that. But looking at it yeah, amongst other silicondas, it looks pretty much the same. Silicobra. Silicobra. Sorry. Sand Sandaconda is yeah. the is the evolved God, version. Great. Pokemon's good. Uh, and I um. Yo, I'm looking at the Gigantamax Sandaconda. I'm not even going to say anything. It looks dope. That's yeah, all. Yeah, it's great. Uh, the, uh, there's also a one in 16 or I, I, I'm getting, I've seen differing reports on how these odds work, but one in it's, 
it, I, it, this is either just for eggs or for Pokemon in the wild. Mm-hmm. One in every 16 of those gets a different uh, particle effect, basically, when you throw them out into battle. Okay. Because shinies are just like, bing, there's like those little like sparkles. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. There's like a second... There's like a second burst of like squares now that they've added in for some for, reason. Just for shinies, you're saying? Yeah, just for shinies. So out of one out of 4,000 is a shiny. One out of those six, like of like those shinies, shinies. One out of, yeah, it's like, a, it's like an extra fucking thing. Damn. Um, which Does is, your Silla Cobra have that? Yes. Oh, I got wow. lucky. First shiny in the game, and it Look was a square shiny. So. How many shinies do you tend to end up with when you play through one of these games? One. Okay, two, that's about maybe? what I would think. Yeah. Here's the thing. After. What do you do when it's just like a, one you don't really care about? You care about you it. You feel bad? <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Okay. No, like, I mean, yeah, it's like one of those things that's definitely made me try Pokemon that I would otherwise be like, ah, it's all right. Yeah, like, right. I've got something else in that slot for, like, that type. Um, and then you stick around with it because it's like, wow, this one's special. It looks different from all the other ones. It has a shiny thing when it comes out into battle. Right. Um, and you end up, like, with some interesting stuff. Uh, I had a Doduo, which is, like, a pretty average bird, like, back in. Damn, why you got a fucking bad mouth Doduo? <laughs> I mean, it's cool. It's got two heads, it but two heads. it's like a it's like a kiwi. But it's like yeah. it, it's a normal type. It's like not super exciting or anything. It's Wait, like normal normal flying. I'm pretty sure it's a. It, I guess it is more like a kiwi than a dodo, isn't it? Yeah. Weird. Yeah. You'd think that they would have called it like something with a that rhyme with kiwi instead of dodo. Right. Anyway, I think it's just because they were trying to come up with something. Have you decided what your favorite Pokemon is from this new set yet? Jesus, no. Pick one. Fuck. Is it the dog? It's not the dog. No, the dog can fuck off. <laughs> wow. What's Yamp- your okay. Yamper? All right, let's um look. That, let's calm down a little bit. Do <laughs> a dog didn't do anything to you. It's just I'm sorry you don't like the dog enough that you know. Yeah. Here's the thing, they fucked up with the dog. The dog, the Yamper's cute. Yamper's cute. Its evolution looks like a regular ass dog, and I'm just like it. It went from being cute to being kind of like, I don't know, a dog. Oh, dogs dog. aren't enough for you. I'm gonna put the dog that okay. that Look, Kato dogs. is saying is, is not it? Cute hang enough. on, is it uh, trying a little too much for that? Like, oh, it's a doggo, like twee aesthetic. Here, I'm like, posting the dog that Kato hates. Wait, which one are you posting? The evolved. The evolved. Yeah, Bolton. Yeah, Bolton. Bolton. That's whatever. a good dog. That's a good dog. Uh, That's a good dog. It's an all right dog. dog. That's a good dog. I'd rather have a growly. Uh, I'm not saying it's a doggo. I'm not doing the thing. I'm just no, saying. It's just a good dog. I'm gonna, I'm gonna post. It looks like a fucking DreamWorks dog. Okay, you this got is a me. super. Like, this I'm is a superhero. Like, this is a supporting character in Airbud. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're right. So this is the original dog on the left, Yamper. Yamper, Yamper's great and cute. Yamper. Look at that. That's a good take okay, on so the fucking like corgi. I don't. Yeah. Isn't the Ugh. other dog not in this fucking game? Isn't the dog that's from England not in this game? What's the uh, fucking star? Um, yeah, can I show y'all? This game takes place in fake England. Yeah, can I show you the the, the fucking Pokemon dog they decided not to put in this game? Herdier, right? Mm-hmm. It's I thought it was Stoutland or Stoutland. Oh, Herdier is I think the evolved form or the other way around. Look at this dog that is <gasps> absolutely that's fantabulous. It, it's yeah. so good, and they didn't put it in the game that takes place in Fantasy UK. I said England. I meant the UK. Yeah, obviously, yeah. starting you start in Scotland. Apologies. Uh, li- uh yeah, that's Lillipup. That's the final evolution. Herdier is the middle one. So that whole yeah, that whole line should have been in there. Whole line should have been in there. Anyway, I do love when terriers are like brushed out to have like sort of the walking drapes thing yeah. going on. <laughs> yeah. This like yeah. evokes that really powerfully, but also the like distinguished 
grumpy anger of the terrier face. Oh, it's fantastic. Agreed. I learned something great about uh, the. So in every Pokemon game, there's usually a, a couple of fossils where you're like bringing a Pokemon, an ancient Pokemon, back to life yes. through like science and shit. Uh, this game has some real good ones because what you do is that you need two parts of a fossil, right? In order to make a Pokemon, there's like the top half and the bottom half. And the only ones that you can find in this game, none of them match, and they all come out as giant monstrosities that the, the game totally in the Pokedex says is like, oh, uh, we're not sure why this Pokemon is, looks this way. Evolution's weird. Uh, totally, like, shout-outs to, uh, you know, I think it was Dawson, like... Who was it that brought like took an orangutan, orang- like tried to do the like missing link out of monkey bones and shit, oh, and, like yeah, mixed yeah, a bunch yeah. of fossils up together? Like, it's very it's good. that vibe. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd seen someone <laughs> posit that that was literally based on a particular history of archaeologists right. in the UK. Yeah, like being like, this is what dinosaurs were like, and they're just like mixing bones mix, up yep. and creating <laughs> yep. new sp- not new species, but you know, creating you know structures that just were not actual dinosaurs. There are species. even some that are like. You can That's tell really that funny. they don't fit together, and they're like different sizes and scale, like scales to Great. each other. Yeah, there's one that's like this is almost right, but it it the head is upside down. Right, <laughs> like it wouldn't right. even like work, but like it looks like it's the same color. It's like it's very funny. Can I tell you that I think the Mister Mime evolution is the best thing that's ever happened to Mister Mime? Yeah, yeah. I feel yes like to Mister Mime. Can you show, sure, can you show it. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember can you what? Mis- do you remember what Mister Mime? I, you know, here's a good image of both here together. <laughs> Uh, this is Mr. Mime on the left, Mr. Rhyme on the right. I don't, uh, oh, wow, I good don't, for him. Right? The mustache, uh, put on a little weight, got a little more rotund. I'm actually 100% down with this. I, that's Mr. Mr. Mime seems like he's gotten some worldly experience. He's found himself. Yeah. He feels comfortable. Exactly. He's seen some things. He's got a cane. Like, he's been out there. He's worldly. He's worldly. <laughs> I feel like somebody Mr. Ripley, Mr. Mime. <laughs> 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 Mr. Mime is dead. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. What y'all are thinking. <laughs> it's absolutely in a bush somewhere. This, this is a little bit like Bojack Horseman with like the three children inside of a, uh, uh, you know, uh, a coat. Like there might not actually be. That might just be Mr. Mime's face. Yeah. And I don't know uh, what's in the middle. No. There is something. You know how is something, that even a belly? Is that a belly button? Is that a physical belly button? That's, a, that face. that's a face. That's a face. It's a face. Wait a second. I think you're onto something. Yeah. That's I two Pokemon that stacked is, on top yeah, of each other. Multiple Pokemon. That, yeah. The middle Pokemon is the real one. It's it is just pretending to be a Mr. Mime. You know yeah. how sometimes you it has taken Mr. Mime's face. Yeah, a hundred percent. You know how they <laughs> look at those eyes. Those eyes look they're like they're yellow. That is a shadow from Persona. <laughs> it's got the fucking yellow shadow Persona eyes. This oh is the truth. This is the this is the truth inside the heart of Mr. Mime is Mr. Rhyme. Uh, you know how sometimes the Pokemon have like a description that's like, oh, this is kind of spooky. Yeah. This one is not, but it kind of is. The Mr. Mm. Rhyme uh, description from Pokemon Sword is it's highly skilled at tap dancing. It waves its cane of ice in time with its graceful movements. And I don't know what about that puts me on edge, but it does. Yeah. It 100% does. Uh, so. I love it when it, you know, usually when you throw a Pokemon or a Pokemon appears in battle, they do their little like cry, right? Like yeah, they yeah, have yeah. a sound, but Mr. Mime obviously doesn't. And yeah. it's just dead silence and it does a little tap dance. So no. you just go tap, tap, tap. And like, that's all you hear. I should have read, read the Pokemon Shield one first. It says, it's amusing movements make it very popular. Full stop, beat, space. <laughs> It re- it releases. Austin, I know wait, why this is freaking you out. Wait, let me finish the sentence. It releases its psychic power from the pattern on its belly. Those are two <laughs> unrelated <laughs> statements, or are they? <laughs> what is me? what is freaking me out about this? About that first. Let me pull it up. Okay. 
I'm worried now. Oh, that's totally right. Oh my god, you're exactly right. Holy shit, you're exactly it's right. Pierre LeFou. It's in... Pierre LeFou from <laughs> episode 22 of Cowboy Bebop or whatever. Is it really that late? It's it's, it's the la- it's the last it's, episode. I think it's like 17. It's it's not that late, but it's, no, it's I super late. It's, it's the I, I, it's right before the movie. It's before the it's episode 23 because then or it's episode 24 because then episode 24 and a half is the movie and then 25 26 is the finale. It's the last thing that spiked. Or no, you're right because a hard luck woman might be bef- right after it. It's the last time the whole crew is like 100 percent together. Um. Um, and it's just a nightmare of an episode. It's yeah. so it's good. Pure yeah. divorce of animation and editing. Uh-huh. It's so good. Yeah. Okay. So but so I'm like, I'm just Mr. Wrong. Mime is that. Yes. Yes. This new Mr. Mime. Like this so is why right. I think he's dead. Or he's been like experimented <laughs> totally on and right. tortured. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, twenty episode twenty. Apologies. Damn. Wrong. Yeah. It's it's new. It's pretty. Late. Oh, he's quite skilled at dancing. Uh huh. <laughs> but what's weird is. I don't hear any music. <laughs> <laughs> uh, everyone should watch this episode of Cowboy Bebop also. It is just so it is like their love letter to Batman the Animated Series. Um, yeah. Uh, like is almost explicitly that. It's so good. The light and color and stuff is just fantastic. Anyway, Pokemon. Pokemon. Still Pokemon. Uh, yeah, it's it's good. Uh, the gym, the gyms are different in this one uh, in a way that I think has actually been pretty interesting. There's like different challenges that you're doing. I heard it a bunch of Wulu, which is the the sheep, the sheep that yeah. roll around. For one of them, the the last one I did, uh, I had to battle another. So I was like, when you do like a doubles battle, you see both Pokemon on one side of the screen, and then like your enemy on the other side of the screen. Yeah. What happened this time was I had to molt, like I had to catch this Pokemon that was out front, but next to me on the same side of the battle was like an enemy trainer and we were the the goal was to see who could catch the pokemon in front of us first which was really like huh. we like it's yeah like it's a just a race like, like a capture race yeah but we were both aiming for the same thing That's so you had to like not accidentally kill it because mm-hmm. you also have to take into account whatever move they're going to do slash they could throw something your way to kind of throw you off while they're do, trying to also catch that pokemon like Wait, it they was, could attack you yeah yeah you oh, could, it's like it was a three like a way battle That's yeah, awesome it was really cool, cool. cool um and so like there's there's been really interesting, neat new things in those uh, gyms so far that I've really been enjoying as well. Nice. Um, and just I don't know, I the the camping mechanic is fucking great. I love hanging out with all my Pokemon and feeding them curry. It's that sounds good. It's great. Well, it's not only it's like I've and I realize this now, like further in, like it's actually uh, it can take sometimes a little longer to get between towns. There's like a because there's like. Like the thing that I'm doing, like where I'm like trying to catch a lot of Pokemon, and then by the time I'm hitting like uh, trainers, I like will like get halfway through a route and be like, "Shit, I'm like tapped out." I you fought. You, I right, fought you a bunch to, of people. Yeah, I fought a bunch items of. I don't. I'm like I I I can like use all of my healing items and try to go back, or I can camp. If oh, you camp and you feed people curry, that actually heals them back up if you make a good curry. Nice. Uh, so it's like this great little like kind of stopgap, and like you're still using ingredients that you have to like gather. So it's like not in. But like, you can gather those in the wild. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you get berries and like other ingredients from uh, certain vendors and just like from trainers in the wild. And nice. So it's like a nice little like oh I don't have to go all the way back. I can stay out here. It's also like very cute to like play games with your Pokemon. Like Hell yeah. they've given them like a lot of really great um 
personality like, and right, stuff. like little idle animations and mini games. Yeah, and they're, stuff, they're, they're like, like literally like when you go to camp, it's like a they're out just like in front of you, like playing with each other, and then you can call them over and like nice. throw a ball to play a fetch or like shake a little like feather on a stick with a bell on them and they attack it like swipe at it um and it's and yeah they'll like play with each other you'll see them and you can like here's a weird thing which i don't understand but apparently you have some sort of telepathy because you can talk to them and then they'll say things uh in sentences no okay but what the text in the game says it says like uh uh your uh drizzle doesn't seems seems upset around so-and-so or like okay but that's just having a pet yeah but like i it's know like, there's I like definitely... phrases there of like okay. uh so-and-so is uh is uh really enjoying the sun and like and this is their favorite episode of cheers or so, like i don't know like it's like the phrasing is like enough that you're like am i like, how is this information being passed to me? Because <laughs> right. it does say speak, too. And you're, like, asking it, like, how are you doing? And it, like, respond. Like, it doesn't It doesn't respond, but the game responds for it. Okay. Um. So, I don't know. I think you you can probably telepathically talk to, t- your, talk to your Pokemon now. I mean, I think that's canon. that happens in the show. They're always like, Pikachu, <laughs> why? Da, 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 da. Or like, and Pikachu goes, Pika Pika. It's like, oh, what? Jimmy's in a well? Right. Yeah, exactly. Like... <laughs> exactly like that. 100%. Yeah. Um, I do like that you can make curry in this game. That it's feels very like good. appropriate. Uh, cool. It's very fun. Uh, any any other notes on on Pokemon before we move on? Uh, no, I just I need to play more of it. Yeah, I'm very glad that we have a, <laughs> a break coming up actually because I'm I just want to play more Pokemon. You will have there aren't the time enough hours to... in the day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Anyone else want to check in on something? I'll note really quick also, I have played a new battle. You've heard this already. Rob and I will have already recorded a Battletech thing where we will have talked about Battletech. It's a separate podcast. It'll already be up by the time you hear this. If you missed that somehow and want to hear us talk about Battletech Heavy Metal, you can go back to Monday's episode, uh, which will also include a, a special uh, interview with Mitch Gittleman uh, of uh, Hairbrain, Hairbrain Studios. Schemes? Hairbrain Schemes. Schemes. Um, like the phrase, Hairbrain Schemes. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Rob or Patrick, y'all y'all playing any other video games? Pa- I, I finished Jedi Order, Jedi Fallen Order. I don't like the title of that game. Me either. I, <laughs> just sorry, call Star it Jedi Wars Fallen Jedi. Order, Star Wars or call Jedi, it Star Wars Fallen Order. Fallen Order. Yeah, pick a pick a side. You- uh, yeah, I finished I finished that. I I I liked that game a lot. I have a piece that goes went up on the the site this morning. Uh, I think as we recorded this about. Uh, it's a game about exploration that punishes your desire to explore yeah. um, by by virtue of its level design and by virtue of the lack of fast travel between checkpoints. Um, the last time I remember feeling this frustrated at a like it's not a requirement that a Metroid style game with a percentage completion meter for exploration require like give you the tools to properly do that. But I do think it's like a baked in expectation of that kind of game um mm-hmm. so like Ori in the blind forest a couple of years ago i was wondering famously, what that tweet was about i saw that tweet of uh, yours yeah. go around and i was like why is he thinking about that yeah um so i was trying to pinpoint so if you played the original version of that game when it came out um terrific like go back and play it because they have since fixed this issue i'm gonna raise um but um just a tremendous like looking playing like beautiful soundtrack just a really great game but um 
it also has a percentage completion, like exploration thing that's based on items and like whether you fill out the map and, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, there's a sequence where in one of the areas you have to escape it. And then there's like a set of rocks that block your path and you can never go back. If you didn't explore that area, if you didn't get all the items, the best you can do is whatever is left in the world. And I think I got to like 97% or something like that. And you just can't, you just can't go back. Like you just cannot 100% the game uh, whatsoever. And developers realized that was a problem. Um, they didn't patch the original game, but in a definitive edition like update that I think was either free or only like a couple of dollars for people who own the original game, they fixed that um, and allowed you to then also jump between checkpoints so you didn't have to like run from one corner right. of the map to the other just to explore an area. And I wished Fallen Order had both of those things. Like I, I wish it came up with a a plot reason why you couldn't fast travel during sequences where it wants you to a yep. go back through, you know, a lot of the level design of fallen order is go through it one way and have a bunch of uh, things that you can't interact with that get marked as red on your map and then interact with those things on your way back with the new force power you got or whatever. And that's fine. Just come up with a, Hey, our, your connection to the force is weak. I think we've talked about this before. Just come up with some reason why you can't do it. But especially at the end of the game, especially like post credits, like, uh, it's not a spoiler to say like this this game ends in a place where they could they could just let you keep playing. Mm-hmm. Um and at that point hand wave and say, Hey, cool, you're in the you're in the end game. Like yeah. we're gonna let you skip around, do whatever you want, go, like go go, yeah. go explore, clean go clean up your stuff. Exactly. Cause I've literally um I think the loot in this game is, you know, terrible. We've talked about that. It's it's not worthwhile. I think I changed my clothes twice and then just stopped caring uh, because <laughs> ponchos are not part of my aesthetic that I want from yeah, my Jedi anyway. Always, almost, there's a couple of moments where I was like, you know what, I'm going to rock this like Wookiee resistance poncho because like I'm out here with these Wookiees. Uh, but other than that, I really, really did not love most of the ponchos. I, I changed my outfit a lot. I changed my lightsaber look a lot. Like I was all the way in on those on doing that stuff, and I still think the yeah. loot sucks. Like I still <laughs> think it never felt good to go and it never felt good to open a crate and be like, "Here's a new lightsaber button." You it's know? not stylish enough. Like it, it didn't go far enough in terms of being. Uh, you know, I don't need like bright pink colors necessarily, but I mean, there's, there's some. It, it I just never felt. I got a dope bright pink look going for a little nice. while, to be honest. To be clear, that's my uh, there, my lightsaber is pink now, which that's I good. really enjoy. Yeah. Rob, you had a thing. Yeah. Okay. So, can you also wear Jedi robes and like the poncho is over no. the robes? And the no. No, 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 no. You are. No. You are. God, how do I? What do you even describe this dude's look as? It's like. Well, he's wearing like engineer like armor. Yeah, he's like a jumpsuit and then like a chest like piece of armor. Not like a. But why a poncho? It's such a utilitarian like. He's a utilitarian like- guy. He's not a a fancy <clears throat> Jedi. Yeah, he's a Jedi. Okay. He went through Padawan training and all that. He has a, his story, but he's not like he's not even like a uh, Ben Kenobi. Do you know what I mean? Like he's yeah. not a. No, he doesn't low- walk in a room and you're like, oh shit! Like you, he walks in and you're like. Motherfucker's got a poncho on. Like, we <laughs> right. got him. What, like, we're good. I would love the next game to be starring a side character. There's a character that you that you meet, like, it depends on how you play this game, but if you do Dothamir, there's a character you meet on Dothamir, and I met the character pretty early mm, in yes. the game. Who should be the main character should be the main character of the second game, of the second game 100%. Please. And it would be dope if towards, if towards the end of that game there had been a moment where there was a switch and Cal came out and was like, yo, I'm in Jedi robes or something, but, like, that's just not... That is not. I want the sec. I want the second game to be like 
you you somehow think a dopey you know Archie, uh, Archie looking yeah. you know Cal is like is gonna be the the character like the reveal of like whenever the trailer is the yeah. second one like you think it's gonna be that but instead like he comes out with like a buzz cut like like he comes out just looking slick as hell like a different attitude uh-huh. like I'd love if they just basically like redid the character in right. the second well, one that's what they, they do I, that with um... I have no emotional attachment to him Jedi at all Jug also Jug. a what. Jedi Jughead. Jedi. Sure, I don't know what that means, but I think that's what I want. Jedi is Jughead. that what I want? There is a Jedi Jughead in this game, and she's dope. Or she's not a Jedi, okay. but this is the character you mean on Dothamir, who should have been the lead of this game. hundred percent. She's a witch. She's a witch. She's great. Oh, is it like Tenennial? Or it is no. It is a. It is a new. It is a new one of the Knight Sisters. Um, oh, it's a Knight Sister. It's a Knight Sister. Ooh. That is all I'm going to say. She's very good. Uh... <laughs> Anyway, I'm with you, Patrick. Despite liking that stuff, is my point. It's like you're right. The loot is bad, and you. But there are often like there's a cool. The, the um, this is true of most games like this. That that uh, when you put a percentage meter in, it's sort of like the game inviting. Like, we, uh, lots of games don't care if you explore every like nook and cranny. It's like, oh, do you want to go find the collectibles? Um, you know, like in, like Uncharted is always like my go-to on this because I always felt like playing through Naughty Dog's games. Like their collectibles are just like, oh, cool. Like it's behind this bush that mm-hmm. you just had to go find like it's the journey to discovering it is not that enjoyable yeah. but i will say quite often in uh fallen order that the journey to the, the the crappy loot was enjoyable like it is me manipulating something with the force in a clever way or it's wall running which the wall running is just okay in this but like there, there's so, like I, I often found that even if i didn't like how i what i was getting out of the chest it was that was just like a perfunctory yeah. end to the sequence i did enjoy getting there like there's still this one secret i know in i think it's on uh is zepho the planet with the I, vault or what's Zepho's, the the winter one I, you know that name the winter God. one it's real bad the i winter know the, one. like the time. first full planet you go to yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Or you there's, don't mean the um, real winter one the soup not the super winter one the early winter one Y- yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yes, okay. yes, yes, okay. yes, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not when you, go, yeah, 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 yeah. Not the late game, which is dope. One. By the um, way, that late game, yeah, no, that's, is great. that's good. Anyway, um, but like, there's a sequence where like there are these like uh, uh like these big pillars that come out that if you like, I know there's like a uh, you know this game has uh, chess and then secrets and secrets are like the the really good puzzles mm-hmm. that you have to solve and there's one that is like three fourths through the stage that I didn't realize I'd missed until later that involves you manipulating like these pillars that shoot out in a really fun way. Oh, and I want to go back cool. and do yeah, that, yeah, yeah. but that but that would require me to do 15, 20 minutes of. Moving through trying the to figure out yeah. this income. It's yeah. a map that's not even complete. The map you know does not connect every part of the map, which means that you don't actually know how to get yeah. from one place to the next. Um, this map which would be is solved like a, if you could do meditation points, because then you could just yeah. This map around. is a is the case for why earlier this year when we were talking about how Sekiro needs to have a map, it's like no, does it? Because it would look like this. It would be trash. It'd be a trash map. We don't know how to do this. Uh, <laughs> someone should crack it. Someone should put the time in to figure out how to do it. But this is this feels like the map where they go like oh you know we basically have the geometry let's just make that like blocky and put that out so you can see it's better than nothing and like it is better than nothing but it's rough it's really tough and again to your point Patrick it's hard to orient yourself because you can't there's nothing there's nothing that's like here are the different like trance points yeah I don't know know, at the very least I would have uh, preferred even if it was a late game thing is like Give me a force GPS, right? Like if you can't, you don't want me to fast travel. Like let me just like mark a point, yeah. and then it's just like, hey, 
like follow the glowing whatever mm-hmm. and like this will get you there because it's the trial and error that's frustrating. It's it's that uh, I know that I return to that, that snow planet and try to get to that sequence. I'm going to go down three paths. I'm just hoping the path I pick is the right one because I'm going to go down three others, realize no, and then I don't know if I'm going to be able to get over to the section I want. So it's just frustrating yeah. because when I look at the, 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 the planet selection screen, I have every planet at like 95 to 98%. Like I did most of it yeah. and I just want to go do the rest. Like I don't want to finish the game. I, I want to c- see the rest of this. Like I'm enjoying being in that world even though I've already beat it, I don't need the extra upgrades. I just want to do it just to like kind of put a, a tie a bow on it. And it's just frustrating. That like, I'm not going to do that unless they, maybe they pull an Ori and they find a way, you know, that's, that's not an easy ask. Like just adding a checkpoint system. No. Like it's like, that's a lot of work and there'd be lots of reasons to think that they just say no to that for this game. And, and maybe it's, it's a, it's a fix that comes in a, in a sequel. So I'm not getting my hopes up, but uh, it's just a bummer that said, um, Without getting into what occurs, yeah. um, like no hints whatsoever. I'm not going to spoil what happens in like the last third of this game. But like, yeah, you were right. Like there are some moments oh, yeah. in the last third of this game, including an absolute didn't know they could do it to me again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, holy shit. Like there's there's more here, even though I thought we were tapped out yep. on this particular a bit. Um, no. It's fucking dope. Um, it's so good. I mean, I think it's telling like, that there are like for me the high points of this game there's like four or five moments that are extremely extremely high on and all of them tend to be the linear moments like the opening of this game yes. is really strong uh there is a that has like some interesting stuff there's a flashback sequence that's really good there's sort of like a the back half of Kashyyyk when it turns into like monster hunter yes. meets in uh god of war yes. meets uncharted which gives the illusion of a much bigger space than what you're actually playing in and so you still get exploration but it's not like the what they fall, the trap this game falls into over and over is confusing, uh, confusing confusion with like that being the delight of these games, um, or 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 the level design that is often a joy of a from software uh, sort of approach to like lots of Souls levels feel like a labyrinth, but mm-hmm. also. Um, how many times do you play through a Souls game and when you get towards the end of it, like you know that area, mm-hmm. like the back of your head. You don't yep. need a map yep. because you know that you have built the map in your head at no point at all did I ever feel like I had any, any measure of confidence in um in, 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 Especially Gen- in those, Fallen Order. Those like it big, just didn't those big levels are just a mess. Um yeah, once uh, once I like went down an elevator to like those ice cave shafts, I was like, uh, I don't know where I'm the fuck I am at this point. Pit. That's where I belong. Uh, yeah, no, but but like, those are the big and then and then it's really interesting because I think the final the final act of that game is essentially linear, and it's the least it feels like it's trying to do a Dark Souls thing because you have so many abilities by the end that the combat model is it's not completely completely different. You're still doing parries and stuff like that, but you have so many abilities on hand and ways to dispatch people that it does shift fundamentally. Because you can force push people into pits and pull them towards you and put the saber in them and do all that other shit. And the, for me, you can you can cheese you can cheese of uh, <laughs> to slow them down. Oh yeah, hit them a couple of times, fill up your health, get all your force powers. <laughs> oh yeah, like honestly, I'm I'm glad you gave that tip about like <laughs> fill up all your force powers with health. But I probably cheese through legitimate sequences of this game just relying on that over and over in ways that maybe that shouldn't have existed yeah. in like this skill yeah, tree. It's a very powerful ability. <laughs> I love the fi- I, uh, uh, also the the um, great final battle. Like, yes. really enjoyed yep. the final fight. Like that that is one where uh, the 
Had that been just a traditional action game versus like it bringing in Souls the Elements, I don't know that it would have been nearly as satisfying. I thought it found like, it, it was in moments like that. It's like, it was in moments, yeah, in that back third, in the linear sequences combined with, like I enjoyed this game when it was leaning more on Souls influences in the combat yeah. than it was in the Metroid or Souls. You know, in a lot of ways, Souls level design isn't a 3D extension of Metroid. Um, you know, I don't want to directly just attribute what Souls was doing just to mm-hmm. Souls. Like a lot of what it was picking on was like, you know, things that Metroid and games like that had established prior. But we think of it in a Souls context because it's popularized uh, that for us. But I liked it when it was leaning on Souls for combat and then more just a linear uh, sort of like structure in which there were still exploration elements, but it was just more of a, you know, it's hard with the way games are built. Like it's not the kind of thing like a TV series where like, Oh, like a TV series sometimes finds itself as it goes along. Like it discovers its voice because it's, it's an often production of a television show is linear in which you are shooting from the pilot to the season uh, uh, finale or, uh, you know, as it goes along. It's not exactly that, but it's, it's, it's more that than video games where things, are being built and moved around in different ways. So, but nonetheless, it does feel like a game that gets stronger as it goes along. And it's often stronger in those linear sections, like probably the least linear, uh, it was a Dothamir. Like that's the red planet, that's the red right? Planet. See, I, I didn't, I, so you yeah. went to that planet early. I did, like, the did first part of half, it came back. You, know, you meet the dude, you meet that guy at that place. You know, yes. you meet that dude, myster- that guy, Mysterio. Mysterio. You meet Mr. Mysterio. He is basically Mysterio. You meet Mysterio yeah. um, uh, about halfway through that level. And you can get up to there before you do anything out. Before, like, right away. You can do you that. Probably don't, you probably don't have a double jump, You don't right? have a double so jump, you can't, like, and you don't have yeah. the other climby thing because that you get at that level. But you don't have the double jump, so you can't advance. Oh, right, right, uh, right But you need right. the double jump to get to the climby bit. Um, and so, like, yeah, that that helped so much because I was able to, like, push my way through that. Also, you get the one true upgrade in that game, the one true piece of loot in that yeah, game. Yeah, they played, oh, my God. So, but, mm, so this game has a critical path that, I, I, as you mentioned in an earlier podcast, I do recommend, like, that's, it is, it is worth, it is worth doing a looking up the upgrade you can find on Dathomir mm-hmm. and maybe doing a, a pit stop there to at least It's a pain in the ass to get it early, but you should get it early. Well, because, all right, so uh, there is basically like, without maybe getting into it, like uh, the mechanical spoiler, like there's sort of like a different stance that opens up that allows you to approach combat in group versus one-on-one in a different way. That is a lot of fun. I found that eight tenths through the game <laughs> at a point that I n- didn't want to learn a new stance yeah. and found found a way to incorporate it at a couple of key moments because there are like some big group battles that happen, especially in the final. There's a really satisfying, like that one sequence you have where, uh, I want to say what you, you come cut. across, but you come across an arena yeah, yeah, yeah. and you just faced like, Ten waves that's a, of enemies. That's were like the best fight. I, in the I'm game. good. Like I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I must have, I must have made it through. Nah, no, more shit coming. Like, two, here's two oh, more inquisitors or whatever. And it's like, no, I love that fight. That fight's it's so really good. good. Yeah. Like pro, pro tip, like hack those robots. Like that's the way you get through that mm. sequence. Um, and uh, so, but you find it at a point in the game where it didn't feel. It felt strange because on the linear path, it's so late and it felt like something you should have gotten about halfway through the game or a third through the game. So you could have done more experimenting. So anyway, all told, I, I did really like it. I am tremendously excited for them to do, Me too. hopefully get a chance to do another one. Like, I, you know, I think we're still waiting to see like what the future of Star Wars is yeah. with electronic arts. But, you know, I'm not going to be surprised if 
you know, I think they have another game coming, you know, in between in this like gap between films over the next three years. Like that's it was a game that was supposed to be what like open world. Right and now, it's going to be a little more linear. That's coming from the EA Motive team. You right. Know, that did was some that, of the was that, stuff. Is that the stuff that's being made out of the the or like continuing on from Vancouver, Vancouver something like or that? Is that? Yeah. Wait, wait, wait wasn't uh, there another who? Wait, who made who made Dead Space? Because they were making a game. Uh, why have I blanked on the Dead Space team? Uh, not vi- a vis- vicious ver- Wait, This is bad. Why? Uh, v- v- vicarious? No, no, no. Vi- that's, visceral. That's, no visceral. Not vicarious. Visceral, 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 visceral game. Visceral. <laughs> they were making a Star Wars game. Did that? That were there two games that got canned? I can't remember at this point. Anyway, there's another Star Wars game that's supposed to be coming in a couple right. of years. Um, it sounds like it's it's more in li- like a linear action adventure uh, game. Um, we can't get in, but yeah. If go ahead. If they, if they go into if they go into a space where like what Disney probably should do or Lucas should do is like they should a lot like there should be like five times the amount of Star Wars games that are currently 100%. in development. Like give me give me a pixelated adventure game from an old school adventure 100%. team based on the Mandalorian. Give me Yoda thank stories you. too, please. Thank you. Make another um, make another roguelike. A hundred percent. Like there should be go give an indie team a weird yeah. ass Star Wars game. Yep. Like come on. Um, the um, so the, John Drake go fix that shit. Isn't that what <laughs> that's you're what doing? He's doing John Drake, make it happen. <laughs> oh, uh, Star Wars he worked on the Spider Man deal. It's Sony. Like go do what you did with that. Go do that for Star Wars. Thanks, Drake. What did you say, Rob? <laughs> no, I was just thinking like a Wadget Eyes Star Wars yes, could be fun. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. So this is like the the Austin Walker thesis about Star Wars is the more of it, the better. The worse of it, the better. Uh, just pl- like plaster it. Plaster the world with Star Wars shit because that's how mm-hmm. you end up getting the really weird, interesting, good little side stories. It's how you end up flavoring that world in a way that doesn't just boil down to a hero's journey story because there's a lot of little pieces in that world that pe- that great creators can do really cool stuff with. Um, we c- well, And the more that was out there, the less it would be put on individual yes. pieces. This is true of the, the mainline series. This is true of like anything. It's like the fact that this is, you know, part of why well, this game probably has to be a hero's journey too, right? It's because, oh, what do people want? Yeah. It's like what they've wanted for like the better part of 10 years is this, but like a, a, a broader, like you're saying, diverse set of Star Wars stories, like wouldn't feel like, hey, we're building a Star Wars game. All right, well, Fallen Order already exists. We don't have to do another Jedi story, like, mm-hmm. or we could do something different with that story because you're already getting the the fantasy wish fulfillment from that one. So let's go do something that else. That audience so is served, that, right? Right. And to be clear, I want to be clear. People are doing this stuff in the comic space. There have been so many good Star Wars comics over the last decade. Mm-hmm. Like there, are, there are people obviously had previously been doing it in what is now the Legends content across novels, both good and bad. Like it's not the reason I. That's the, that's what that's what they just called the EU the now, EU right? Is now the called Legends, which Legends. I yeah. don't love except one it means it does mean uh, no one confuses me for talking about the european union when i say legends and two <laughs> a thing i recently heard and i have not checked the, the validity of this i don't know what the uh what was the shitty uh, veracity score <laughs> whatever the fuck verit the ver- i don't know what the verit score is on this <laughs> but i heard on a tweet i read on a tweet I had read on a tweet that the reason it's called Legends is that that stuff is canonically legends, legendary in the world of Star Wars now. Right. That, like, those stories are told still inside of the world of Star Wars. It just. Oh, like they're myths. They're like myths within a myth? Yeah. Yes. 
That is what I've heard. Mythology. Mythology. Because then they can pull things that they kind want of clever. To. That's what I'm saying. Right? Like they can pull specific plot points and be like, the uh-huh. rest was exaggerated, uh-huh. but we like that. We're going to use that. Years of Luke Skywalker telling people stories about his girlfriend, <laughs> Mara Jade. Mara, her, name, her name was Mara Jade and she was sick as shit. She used to be. Let me tell you about Big Luke. <laughs> he was like me, but bigger. But I. Mara killed him. <laughs> Definitely. 100%. <laughs> Love it. Luke, Give me a Luke. video game called Bad Luke. It, it is very funny that I have to think about, about old Luke on the island from, this, from the uh, sequels just being like, I'm just imagining a better life for myself. Things could have been different, goddammit. <laughs> that fucking emperor should have cloned himself sooner or whatever the fuck is going to happen in this movie. Ugh. Um, the, uh, the thing I realized this week also with Star Wars is, uh, I watched Mandalorian, which we're not going to get into today, but we should, we should do a waypoints at some point. Yeah, Rob, sorry. We're, we're now doing a, a Mandalorian waypoints. <laughs> Patrick decided this before you Just letting you know, just letting you know, we figured this out. You walked away. You walked away. In the early of the podcast. Wait, wait, okay, like, you walked Austin away with a beer and a seltzer. Yeah, you went to go get a beer. <laughs> we were going to start talking Mandalorian. The fridge is six feet away. <laughs> I know, I know. In a show. Well, because like I've been bugging Austin like to watch it, and he's and he's been waiting, and he's like, oh, I watched well, it. And I, and I'm going to subscribe to this shit. I'll give you my login. I'm you want sure, my login? Yeah, we both have logins, right? I need another subscription. I'm just going to get the big one. Give me the Hulu. Give me the Disney. ESPN Plus. I love Katie Nolan. Why the fuck not? Fuck capitalism. Go home. Um, the so while watching the Mandalorian, it hit me. This is going to sound. This is this is like either it's going to sound like I'm. I'm just going to say it. I love Star Wars, and that's. It might be the only thing I love. Like in this way, in this way that it elicits a certain response for me. That I that is like irreducible that is just like like and, and Mandalorian kid like an irrational right like Mandalorian doesn't even doesn't even pull the levers that it could like there's no John Williams score in Mandalorian it doesn't open with a text uh, crawl it is just like the world the space the set design the the kind of like um, uh, f- filmic language that it uses the lore like all that shit a wipe the wipe the 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 Mandalorian armor like all of the shit the little fucking salacious crumb motherfuckers in a cage because that fucking plant they just eat people <laughs> like I I don't like Salacious Crumb. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. That dude's Fuck a boot licker. Fuck Salacious Crumb. Uh, also, I guess Jabba doesn't wear boots, but like a like a tail licker, I guess. And that that's a different thing. <laughs> that's a di- that's a different that's, ass kisser. An ass kisser. A brown noser. Um, but they're eating those motherfuckers on this planet. The Mandalorian is on. They got them in cages. They're doing rotisserie Salacious Crumb over here. That place is fucked up. And I'm like, yeah, this is great. This why is you, fantastic. Why do you think you got the name from? It's true. So, mm, salacious crumb. Mm, <laughs> wah, 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 wah. Um, the the I just love it. Like I, it is in my. It is. I think it's really the thing that when I was I was young enough for it to imprint on me in this way. Mm. Like Star Wars and the Philadelphia Eagles, and the Philadelphia Eagles have somehow disappointed me more in my life. <laughs> Star Wars, which is an achievement. Wow. Given how much bad Star Wars is out there, but it just like. I, I think it's the way that kid, people talk about Pokemon because they grew up with Pokemon. Yeah. The way people talk about, like, it is the only thing that, like, I love Gundam. I love Gundam, but I don't love Gundam. You right. know what I mean? I know what right. the fuck it is. Like, right. I, there is no, I'm constantly, when I watch something like Gundam, when I watch, when I, you know, I grew, I grew up reading Marvel comic books, but I still fell off those movies. At some point, there was like a, there was a disconnect there where I got that second layer of like, 
of, of detachment, which is an important critical layer. It's not that I don't have that. It's not that I can't judge good Star Wars from bad Star Wars. I can absolutely do that. Right. But like, it is a kid in the candy shop feeling. It's like, oh yeah, hell yeah, I'm in this mm-hmm. thing. I don't think that first episode of Mandalorian is that good, but I'm like in it. Stop, stop. Anyway, we okay, can't. All right. <laughs> you're right. Yeah, you're right. We're going we're gonna, to record right. a whole thing. We'll record a whole There's thing. There's a teaser on uh, Mandalorian with points. Next week. I don't know. We gotta, we'll Maybe. figure out schedule later. Break. We'll figure Thanks, it out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, after the break, we'll figure it out. <laughs> well, um, we don't have to turn this into a production meeting. No, we don't. We don't. We don't. Uh, but no. So yeah, so we'll talk about the Mandalorian. But like, it, it is very fun for me to just have Star Wars back in my life in this way because it is such a thing that I feel so strong or I feel strongly about it in, in a way that is at at relax like there's a there's a degree of like I'm at repose inside of inside of mm. the world of Star Wars I don't need to like uh it's not that I don't have to think about stuff but it is like I get to just there's enough sensory pleasure happening because I just like so much of it that it can be a, a nice mm-hmm. overwhelming um escape uh yeah how, how a legit Star Wars Rise of Skywalker script ended up on eBay the director stopped by Good Morning America to talk about the highly anticipated Disney How? film next month when he made the Starling no. Revelation. One of our actors, no, I won't say which no. one. Hold on. I want to, but I won't. Legit? Left it under their bed, and it was found by someone who was cleaning their place. <laughs> it was given to someone else who then went to sell it on eBay, he explained to the audience. Someone at Disney happened to come across the auction item, which, quote, looked like a legitimate script. They managed to buy it before. Holy oh, God. Shit. <laughs> There have been so many. Oh, give, that, read, give that intern a raise. Right? <laughs> I've not read any of the leaks yet, uh, but my 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 Twitter feed is a lot of people who have, and they've been basically saying like I'm getting sadder and sadder as as like leaks from the reshoots uh, get out, and they fix all of the most ridiculous wild shit that was going to be in that movie. Apparently, uh, I'm very excited to read about the leaks after, after that movie yeah. comes out, and I want to see what the journey people went on was uh, i'm blaming john boyega you think john no i don't you think it was john i was like i was like tom holland doesn't even have a part damn all right yeah, what if he does enough. though what if he's like a droid and he has this is what i'm thinking he was just hanging out and you just got excited and crawl under the bed with a flashlight reading yeah but i think to the to the point about being glad it's back. I think the other frustrating thing, though, is it's back in this really corporatized format, Oh, yeah, absolutely. Where it's just like you're going to get what Disney gives you. Yes. And like what really like the dream is and what the EU is it sort of fell into a state of neglect and like things just kept getting weirder sometimes mm-hmm. is you could see Extended universe. if they just pulled the pin and they're like, fuck it. Like Star Wars is just a fictional like mytho- mythological cycle. Do whatever the fuck you want with it. Mm-hmm. And the things you'd see then would be really fucking cool. Like Ryan Johnson making whatever the hell. 100% wants, right? <laughs> yep. Or you get, you'd see some really interesting stuff, but instead there is this we're sort of like like Mandalorian is different and cool. Uh, but it also isn't. I want to be clear. Like, I like it. Well, we can't do this. Right. <laughs> we're going to do it. But al- but also <laughs> the dread is the dread is this last movie is going to be returned to like what is a proper Star Wars film? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little too self-serious, but also a little too, you know, you know. Yep. I think that's the that's the concern, and I think I'll, that is probably the direction that these like corporatized franchises end up going. Right? They sort of flirt with subversion. They sort of flirt with like, aha, yeah, you're you're too smart for this. We got you. We'll 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 throw you a bone. 
But we both know you also just love this shit unironically. And more people love it unironically. So we're just going to do that again and again and again until eventually it turns into the Terminator franchise and nobody fucking cares anymore. Right. Totally. Totally. Right. Like, I mean, the thing is that, like, you and I want Del Rey Star Wars. We want, like, that, yes. like, just over, like, dozens and dozens of books, of novels. Do Band Dar of Brothers, but, like, Wraith Squadron? Yeah, 100%. I'm in. 100% I'm in. Yeah. Um, but, like, the world, it's, I don't know that it's possible for Disney to get there. Um, because, one, like, a novel was such a different prospect than a TV show, than a movie. Um, and, two, like, I don't think Disney... I don't know that Disney has it like that to be willing to take those risks. And, like, I'm still mad we never got... Sam Esmail's Star right. Wars. I mean, do you remember we were supposed to get... And this this is this would have been... We were supposed to get, like, the CW Star Wars show at one point. Do you remember this? We were supposed to get, I like... I have no memory of that. Oh, my God. Star Wars CW <sighs> show. Uh, and I want it. I want it. Alderanian Blair Waldorf. A hundred percent. Like that was that Hanging was going out, yeah. to be that had been a tease. You can't search for CW because it's gonna bring up Clone Wars, which is the name of the other Star Wars show. Uh, uh, <laughs> but it was gonna be like a Riverdale type. I mean, this was before Riverdale blew up, but it was in that, yeah, it was in like the Gossip Girl era. It was in the the kind of like you know, post Dawson's Creek teen drama deluge. Uh, right around, it was before the last last set of movies, the, the new set of movies began. Um, and it was like, good, I want that. I want I want 19-year-old Jedi love triangles. Like, <laughs> they say they're not allowed to fuck, but we know the truth. Like, we know what's going on inside of the, the Temple of Coruscant. Uh, and, and <laughs> like, I wanted that, that, like, heightened thing because it, it, oh, again, it opens up the door. And a TV show is specific because it, it lets in a bunch of different directors. Like, it lets a lot of people touch right. a TV show. Uh, it's why Clone Wars, the TV show, is actually pretty good. And I, I watched a bunch of that this past week also. Um, and, like, wow, like, a lot of people get in here to, like, tell a little story and are able to, to fill in the gaps a little bit. And I really hope Disney, you know, I... I have no hope for Disney, actually. I, I, but I, but I'm, 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 what I'm hopeful of is that it, it continues to be kind of a middling success in such a way that where it finds an audience that's reliable and loyal and like enough for the business end to keep investing in is these little side bits is not necessarily just the big, you know, one size fits all monoculture product that they feel like they have to invest in. Um, anyway, Star Wars. The New Emperor, what was it? A 1998 project from LucasArts that was set to et enter some mostly uncharted territory. A Star Wars spy game with C-3PO as the lead? What? Focused <laughs> on the time immediately See? after the original trilogy? See? Dead of Geek, is this real? See? Oh, my God. We could have anything. We could have anything. I would play the hell out of that game. C-3PO as George Smiley. God. <laughs> God. Anyway, the point anyway. is... Yeah. There's a lot you could do in the world of Star Wars, and I hope that they do more and more of it, not and not less and less of it, or or whatever. Um, I had another big Star Wars feeling, and I've I've since let it fly. It's fine. So, I, it'll come back when we do. Well, our we do, we have time. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um, all right. Uh, we should take a break, and then we should get into this. Unless Rob, actually, wait. I, before we take a break, before we get into the question bucket, do you have something you want to talk about game wise that is not BattleTech? Because we're going to do that later. Uh, so I started playing Resident Evil 2. Oh, hell yeah. And uh, <laughs> You did tell me, you're like, do I need to play Resident Evil 2? And I was like, it's good. It's good. At least get to Mr. X. Yeah. Then you're, you're actually, you're probably good after yeah. that. You don't need to get to the sewers. It's good. It's remarkable how completely different it feels from my memories of Resident Evil 2. <laughs> um, it just feels like a much better game. This feels like a really good updating. It still feels Resident Evil-ish in the mm -hmm. right ways. It's very, very cool. <clears throat> um, 
I guess I'm playing a bit more Gloomhaven, uh, which is a board game that tries to cut down, like, what if your RPG session yeah. was just the battles and all the narrative stuff was in this giant phone book binder <laughs> full of narrative content yeah. that just sets up each battle. So Arabian Nights, but fantasy. Yeah, or well, like uh, the, the combat is such a thing in Gloomhaven, which I'm sure Rob's yeah, going to yeah. talk about in a second. <laughs> well, I can't speak much of the, com- the combat okay. because it turns out for the past three months, we've been doing the combat wrong. No. This isn't on me. I was not the rules teacher. I wasn't the person who like read the manual. Love this But shit. every character gets attack cards. So the way combat is resolved is there's no dice rolls. You say, I'm going to do this attack. The attack has a certain value, and then you draw a card to see if there's a plus or a negative modifier on it, right? So, like, I'm the thief assassin character, and one of the things that a lot of my abilities do is um, there's a chance that a thing will poison, which means in this deck of attack cards, uh, attack modifiers, there's a lot of, like, poison icons. So far, so good. I had thought each character has a stack of these cards full of their their classes attack attack cards attack modifier cards you might see where we got where we got this these wires crossed Mm -hmm. they're they are your classes attack modifier cards but they are meant to be seeded into a generic deck of attack modifier oh. cards. So like as your assassin becomes more powerful, you do that more deck, of you say I'm adding a plus 2 card from and that plus 2 carries a poison effect. Right. Or something like Were that. Were you only or using it has the class? a keep drawing effect so you can chain damage together. Right. We were playing it with only our class cards. So you were just buffed to play. hell. You were just yes. strong as And I was shit. like, this game seems a mite unbalanced. Well, like, because every single attack was just like the most God of War ridiculous shit <laughs> happening. <laughs> where like, okay, I run up and I stab the Inox. But then I vault over his head and I slit his throat from ear to ear. <laughs> and then I kick him in the ass. And then I throw him out the window. Like, it's card after card. Just like... <laughs> You know, your plus four attack, by the time you're finished drawing through your card, I would have runs where, like, I was like, man, this game goes through the deck pretty fast because in two attacks, I've gone through the entire deck and I have to reshuffle. I was like, the assassin is just OP. It's incredible. Amazing. Um, All of my friends who so, played this game are having the had the opposite experience because they were playing the game right. We were like, yeah, we had to fight three or four skeletons. I think we basically got a party wipe. Like, it was real bad. <laughs> so... Meanwhile, my character just doing kick flips <laughs> off the wall. Just, yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck. It, uh, I love getting shit wrong in board games. Also, okay, so <laughs> the other thing is the game's trying to do, like, telling a story, like, there's a narrative, and you have choices. Like, do you go to Adventure A or Adventure B, and the story branches from mm-hmm. there. One of the first things you do, it gets pretty real. Like, one of the first quests, it feels a little off during the quest. It's like, man, we're just like slaughtering these things. They're not putting out much of a fight. And then at the end, it's definitely like white phosphorus, uh, you know, attack in um, Spec Ops the Line, where it's like, you killed them all. You're monsters. And I'm like, wow, that's pretty rough. That's level and one. And the game's like, do you want to keep working for the person who made you do that? <laughs> or do you want to work for this cop who's like, that person seems like they're up to no good. Great. But the city guard can't do anything about her. I'm like, I guess we, we should go work for the cops. I guess so. I guess it's time to take law like, into our own hands. 
to learn more about what she's up to, you need to go do this quest. That's what we hit yesterday. We did the first thing of like, let's investigate our old employer who had us kill all those innocent people. Uh, just, you know, see, see what she's up to. Literally the first adventure where we go have to like look into that, we go to her warehouse in town and it's like, uh, so this is where she's raising the legions of undead. Great. Good. To take over the world. Okay. Right. And it's it's like City Guard can't like, do anything Sauron about that. Sauron was bi- That's not, City Guard couldn't do anything about that. City Guard couldn't get a warrant. Just couldn't get a man inside. Hmm. Couldn't <laughs> couldn't wire up the place. I get. It is like discovering. You got to jump like, the numbers. You got to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were too busy with Comstat meetings. Okay. Yeah. Fuck. Uh, but but it is like discovering that like Sauron was just operating out of like the back of a sketchy laundromat right. this entire time or <laughs> right. something where it's like nobody noticed <laughs> there's skeleton there's there's skeleton warriors like walking around you can hear the bones the rattling they're right there yeah so uh-huh. it's uh it, it continues to be a weird experience but a slightly less out of control one uh, now that we are no longer using nothing but our special bonus cards right? and are starting to like actually have the tactical experience we're supposed to. Someone, um, you so. just have to pretend that someone zapped your powers away. Some sort of ancient lich did a ritual to like get rid of all of the heroes <laughs> in the world. Well, we discovered them. this as we like hit level Scarlet two, level Lynch. three. Okay. So it's like we had beginner's luck. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I like that. That's good. That's good. Uh, I'm. I need to play that game. They're, they're doing a digital version of it at some point, which feels huh. so funny to me huh. because it sold as this gigantic box on Kickstarter when it blew up, and it is like the biggest big box board game it's you could so ever big. have. It's gigantic. It's like a trunk. Um, Jesus. It's 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 like hefty and it's filled with things. And for me, like it seemed. I, I haven't played it. It seems like half of the joy, the thing that sparks joy of that game partially is opening up a big box and then picking up a, like a little envelope and opening the envelope and picking up your character box that's inside of the big box and opening the character box. The character the, box is good. See, like all there's like just fiddly stuff mm-hmm. uh, in a way that's mm-hmm. like a, one of the joys of, of something like that. And so for me to like, oh, yeah, this is this. I hit duh, click, click, steam. Boom, OK, now I'm a warrior. Feels like kind of. Right. I, you know, uh, I'm. Also, I'm not going to buy that board game and have it sit on my shelf for eight months, but I would play the video game, so I'm a hypocrite. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Uh, let's take. A- I think the trouble it's going to run into, though, as a video game, you'll discover, like, how good is this combat system really? Right. Now, I can't comment because I've been playing it wrong for three months. Yeah. <laughs> but I have my suspicions that even with this resolved, it's still not, like, super involved figure like yeah. it, it, it feels it feels pretty loose yeah um all right let's take a break and then we'll hop back in with some question bucket stuff for your holiday weekend brb Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash 
Upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. And we're back with some questions. If you have questions, you can send them in to gamingatvice.com. First question comes in from Jake uh, from Chicago. Hi, Waypoint. Recently, I've been playing Dark Souls 1 again, but with a twist. There's a new mod. Part of the reason I want to read this question is this great bit. There's a new mod that makes it so every time you enter a fog gate, you load into a different area on the other side. I went went into this... (laughs) Wait, wait, so you're skipping the boss fights or you're just warping around? I think you're warping around. Let me finish. I don't know if you're skipping... I'm not sure. I'm going to finish reading this. I'll, I'll try and look you up the mod while, while you're reading I went into this playthrough thinking it'd be a fun and not, thinking it would be fun and novel. Excuse me. Completely forgetting that Dark Souls 1 had tons of fog gates outside of boss fights as well. So only about an hour in, before I was completely confused, I decided to start a flowchart. I soon had the largest flowchart I've ever had to create, detailing every area and route that I've been through so far. Uh, this is easily the most notes I've ever had to take during a game, so I'm curious if any of y'all have had similar note-taking experiences to better comprehend a game. The The subject here is most extensive notes during a game. Besides Gloomhaven, Rob. Oh, let me, <laughs> well, let me, let me just clarify the mod. Yeah. Um, so it's called Foggate Randomizer. Um, if you just Google that, you'll find it on Nexus Mods. Um, fog gates are now permanent, and traversing them warps you to the other side of a different fog gate. These warps are fixed for any given seed. So basically, like yeah, you start it, a new game it, and it, it's it ro- yeah, it rolls, it rolls like the random, and then as you go back and forth, <clears throat> that becomes like essentially warp gates. But you can turn off, um, you can turn that off, and so then it becomes uh, not that it becomes truly random every time you walk through, but that when you go walk through a fog gate, you are stuck there. It's a one way fog one-way gate, um, which that is a co- that is a cool Ooh. idea oh, for a run. Um, that's great. So that's you, really you can see inevitably how this, uh, on the other side there will be a boss. Well, no, not every time. I not guess? every time. But you could walk through a random middle of. Yes. There's no boss between this fog gate, but you yeah. end up at. You you will get to a boss <laughs> yeah. at some point. Totally, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> and if you don't have fast travel yet, good luck getting back. <laughs> that's very good. Um, the most extensive notes I ever took. Rob, do you have anything here besides? As besides detective. Yeah. Uh, okay. Board game, would, but like fuck. I had paint like. Half of a half of a Moleskine notebook was yeah. probably filled with notes on detective and theories and diagrams. I was gonna bring up and ask if you if you've played the new detective yet. The LA one, the LA not one. yet. No, yeah, I really want to play. Have that you? Game. No, I really want. I still haven't finished the original detective because my crew broke up. My First crew, my crew went into different parts of the U.S. and so now <laughs> I'm like I could do it myself, but I need my crew. Anyway, yeah, that's a good one. Sherlock Holmes, a consulting detective, also for tabletop yeah. stuff. Um, video game wise, like Outer Wilds had a bunch, uh, cause it's that type of game for sure. Mm. Um, God, what else? I, I'm not thinking Fez. about Fez. Fez was probably Fez, like, like sure. I was trying to think through I when I, t- like Fez was the one that took the, probably the most because you were, you know, that game involved, like kind of like literally translating a language as you were going along. So I think I want to say Fez is the last time, like f- for the time I like. For the amount of time that I put up playing The Witness for, you know, like that, yeah. I had a decent amount of notes for, for that. But Fez is probably the one that comes to mind is like, the like I had like, 
you know, 10 pages of scrawls as I tried to piece together that game. Um, yeah, I think it's mostly, for me, it tends to be stuff about um, that style of, like, hey, there's something else happening here in this game that I need a reference to or that I need to, like, put together. Like, oh, this is how this mechanic works or this is how this puzzle thing gets solved. Um, very few, I like Etrian Odyssey, definitely, obviously, it's an in-game map type thing. I've played a lot of those. Um, but I, I don't have a deep history with computer RPGs where I'm, like, doing map drawing in that way. Right, yeah, like, I, I, play, I had an, a NES, but... I didn't play a lot of games that the wizardry. You know, series, I, I didn't play like Metroid, that. right? Okay, like, so right, I played right, Mario. Sure, sure. I don't think I even played the original Zelda. Um, and it was a lot of trying to get through the sewer of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and failing <laughs> to get through the sewer. Sure. Of that goddamn game. By the time um, I like, oh, I want to say um, the closest thing. Like, I didn't take this map, but uh, you know the the famous sequence from um, Battletoads when you're on the jet bike or whatever that is, yeah, which yeah, yeah, is yeah, just yeah. just incredibly hard. Could not. Um, <clears throat> Could not beat it on our on our own, um, and I, I not smart enough for me and my friends to like write down, make our own map. But Nintendo Power, what, oh, one of the coolest things they used to do every month was they had these um, like a section, the, the strategy section of the magazine would have these fold out pages that would like show you like the whole map of an area, like the whole world. Mm -hmm. It was like a way for you to reference what was happening. And they did that for Battletoads one time. And it was just straight up, yo, here is that whole sequence <laughs> broken down by squares. Because you're going from one, one screen to the next, and so you can actually grid it out. And so I remember the reason, we never beat the game, but we did get past this section um, based on like a friend calling out like, middle, jump, down. And like, like they would follow along on the Nintendo Power Map and then like call it out to me or or vice versa, and that's how I've, that's like a similar sort of uh, thing, but like that's how we got through that section. Uh, I, I have a weird one, which is uh, the DS tactic. That's not tactics is even wrong. It's like a it's like a uh, tactical sci-fi RPG, but not like a isometric tactics thing called Infinite Space, mm -hmm. where you had like a big warship. Um, and like a big... It was a level five game, right? It was not a level five game. It was no? a platinum oh. slash... Right, okay. Someone yeah, else. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was Nude Maker, which is the name uh, of a developer. Mm. Uh, <laughs> okay. uh, listen, Nude Maker is mostly ex-human entertainment people, says Wiki. Uh, human made games like Clock Tower and, uh, and some other early, like mid, mid to late 90s games. They... They as Noon Maker, they did make some stuff, uh, but they but they also made some uh, Steel Battalion and Infinite Space. You know. Anyway, the point is that game had like shipbuilding as a mechanic and lots of like that was the focus of the game. Hmm. Uh, and so there was a lot of me taking notes on like different ship designs I wanted to try out or like doing math as to like what was like a a, a good like uh, a piece of equipment to put on my my mech stuff or not my mech my ship there were mechs in that game that you can unlock eventually anyway uh, yeah like that was that was an example but that's like all like math that's a, like that's like a different thing than a float than like a map of the game you yeah. know um, and then obviously notes note taking as a journalist or as a critic is like such a different thing I do wish I knew what was the video game I took the most pre review notes on. I Do you take I, them on your phone? No, I take them on my. I take them on Google Google Drive most of the time. I just oh, have a, see. I still have a, a moleskin that I keep next to me. Do you? And, wow. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. Which I know. I know that it would uh, be more efficient to do it on my phone or on a laptop. Yeah. But 
one of like the like the joy like yeah uh, no, I don't really I don't really I don't look through old stuff all that often that's not really like a thing I spend much time doing but it is fun every once in a while to like I have a box where I just throw those moleskins and then yeah. to look through those and be like oh like look at these notes I was like I found <laughs> one yet my Jessica found one in a in shoved somewhere that was not in the normal box and I opened that and it was like notes from like a a, a meeting at G four about like features I was working wow. on and it's just like that's that's just cool that's very good. Yeah, I wish I could just quickly pull up all of the notes I've ever taken and be like, wow, I have a lot on this what fucking bullshit nothing game. Lore Reasons. Lore Reasons notes. You know, I could have taken more notes on Lore Reasons. Yeah. I could have done better. <laughs> if I'm being dead ass honest. But also part of lore, part of Lore Reasons was not taken. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Yeah. 100%, 100%. Yeah. If you want a little bit of the special sauce yeah. of Lore Reasons, it's confusion was the point. That's true. Uh, all right. This next one comes in from Rich, who says, Earth is about to be obliterated. Only four hours remaining. Unfortunately for you, you've been locked in a bunker and have no access to friends, family, or your worldly possessions. You're alone with inevitable death in four hours. Fortunately, the bunker has a high-end computer with access to every game currently released. Over not the, Stadia. Not so Stadia. This is 4K 60, 60 frames a second for real. Yes. Over the course of those final four hours, what game or games do you play and why? Bonus question. At which specific game moment does the, does the clock hit zero and the world end? Four hours. That's a, I like the four-hour time limit here. I like that it's, this is not a post-apocalyptic scenario. This is not a you have one game, your Desert Island game. This is you can play four hours of any game. But it's, you're picking one game. It does seem like... It, I think you have to. I think for the... I think for the, the, con, the, the yeah. The, the situation yeah. that makes the most sense has to be pick a game. Yeah. Hmm. Uh... I, there's like two different ways to answer this. Yeah. Right. Wait, are there? Wait, what? Is, what, what? One of them I feel is. Like there's a thousand different ways to answer I, yeah, this. Yeah, I just mean like. Uh, <laughs> there's two games. <laughs> no, no, that's no, I'm it. thinking of this in two ways. No, no high sword or shield. <laughs> the highest number is 21. <laughs> no, no, um, sorry. I, meant, I guess what I meant is I'm thinking of this in two ways. Yeah. There's the like. What would be funny? What would be like a good, like, oh, and then the, the meteor hits right when right. this happens. Uh-huh. And there's a what I would actually probably try to do and it's try to boot up that game about that has the, the letters like I cannot remember the game that just came out the game that has the letters so you send letters like anonymized letters Aww, to people that's really sweet right and it's just like I bet that like, would be a hellhole on that day I probably I don't Is know everybody <laughs> like we're gonna Either die that or right? unless, unless gonna die? it depends on whether or not people yeah, have like yeah. accepted that What's it's it's happening letter sending game yeah Steam. I'm trying to remember kind words kind words yeah and hope that it's good. It's a very that, right? that's a good choice, though. Yeah, like, I, I respect the choice because the, the the other thing is I would actually be trying to get in contact with friends right, and family, right? Totally. And if that was just like I don't know, like maybe that's the only like form of communication, anyways. It's mm-hmm. like at least you're reaching out to someone. Uh, yeah, I feel like anything that also anything that lets you make record is a good utilitarian use mm-hmm, here. You're mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. what I would play is WordPad. And I would write a letter for the aliens who will find us one day, <laughs> ruined by our own hubris. Uh, is this like a fictional Steam that has also every console game on it situation, but you can't alt-tab out of this program? You can't alt-tab out of the program, yeah, <laughs> right? exactly. So WordPad, oh yeah, wait, you can lock software on Steam. On, there's software on Steam, yeah, I'd get, catch me downloading Quicken and writing my, <laughs> writing my farewell manifesto in, my, in the notes section to my next return. <laughs> Patrick, I would, I was uh, just, 
I think I'd play Bloodborne. Like I've like been huh. sitting with that game recently. Like I I was listening to I like read an article from Austin Wintery about Journey, and then I played that. I listened to that spot soundtrack on Spotify just when I was writing something, and then it just jumped around to the Bloodborne soundtrack on yeah. there, and I ended up just listening to that soundtrack. Like that might be my favorite game of all time. Like I'd have to sit huh. with it longer. It's too soon, but like it's genuinely like my favorite of like the souls, but even just beyond that, I I think it's, it's one of my favorite games ever made, if not maybe the top. Um, and like, man, like that game makes me feel alive. I love being in that grimy, gross <laughs> world. Um, feels good to play. Like so satisfying. I think like I spent four hours with Bloodborne, like maybe at, at the very least get to, uh, 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 you know, beat up, uh, grandpa in the, in the, yeah, you got the father, yeah. father, father, coin. Yeah. I guess, guess call. Yeah. If I, if I, t- I could see like, that's, I could do that in the first four hours, Probably. put him to bed and just like that. Cool. I did it again. Like, I, yeah. Bloodborne. Like there are worse games. Uh, th- those games make me feel good. Uh, and, uh, I feel like that's one I could go down with the ship with. I like that. I think I would want to, to there's two. I also have two answers. I would one of two directions, but it's, it is, it is in fact a completely different thing than what I said before. Mm. Either it's getting over it with Bennett Foddy. Mm. Cause I just want to, See the end of that game. Mm-hmm. I really do. Mm-hmm. Or oh, this I, is your one time. Like ah, I'm never gonna find time. I'm never to gonna see, find time. See the rest of this game. <laughs> that was perfect. Time. Four focused hours. Yeah. Where every time I mess up is just, that's, that's it, it. You know, that's it. The finality of time. You know. Um. Or it's something I'd completely, totally lose myself in. Um. That would be something like a. Sim City or a Dwarf Fortress, like that style of sim, mm. where. Where you don't even know that don't even the know. end is coming. I don't even know. It's just boom. I'm like, I'm playing RimWorld or whatever, and someone just made a chair and scrawled a picture of an elephant in the back, and I'm like, yo, cool. You Sick. know, Ted, the the scientist, just scrawled an <laughs> elephant in the back, and then boom, dead. <laughs> the meteor hits, you know? Um, I think that would be a... a, a the, the aliens find that, that save me, and right, like, continue And it. continue it for <laughs> me. Rob, do you have an answer here? Yeah, I'm probably going to go to an old comfort game. Uh, if I wanted, like, just get completely absorbed in something, uh, probably one of the stalkers. Um, mm. Again, just like sort of, they're tough. They're really involving. Yeah. There's a kind of bleakness that I think is about like finality and endings. I think it'd be a good, a good thing to dig into uh, in that situation. The alternative, probably like something like The Last Express. Um, again, interestingly, game unfolds in like pseudo real time. So it's a game about the passing of time and the inevitable arrival at an apocalypse. And so to a degree, it would be like resonant of the reality of my life in the bunker at that moment. Mm, right. Of course. Perfect. Which would be cool. That would be cool. You would love to, you would love to have a death. That's cool. <laughs> 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 I think that phrasing is maybe the closest we've ever gotten to an idle thumbs episode. I feel like we, we had real big thumbs energy. Uh, I feel like shit. I just want her back. Um, this one comes in from Robert, who really wants that smoke. Robert is like looking to get into a fight with people today. Oh, good. Robert Great. says, "So the Thanksgiving question for Monday." So turkey is trash, right? The only way to save it is to fry wow. it, which is the same way you make roadkill edible. Best Robert from Atlanta. Jesus Christ. I, I mean, I'll say that I don't like eating turkey dry, but, but I love dumping that gravy on it. 
Also, good turkey. That's my favorite part. That's my favorite part about Rob, the Thanksgiving experience you gotta, is putting everything. Rob well, was <laughs> at first. I thought he was Rob's judging. About have, I thought Rob's was about to have a turkey. Judging cake. Patrick, but now I think no. you're right. I think no. He, I don't think dumping gravy on every no, that's, every that's meal the, item is that's a that's what Thanksgiving is for yeah. a lot of people. I don't like gravy, and that fucks me up for Thanksgiving. Bad. Damn. Um, oh, that stinks. That kind of yeah, yeah. That's like. But that's it. on me. That's why I can't judge. I can't judge turkey because yeah, yeah, I'm not yeah. eating it. Right. Like I love turkey as a, as a sandwich meat. Is what I'll say. <laughs> I've gr- but turkey on its own. But turkey on its own. But it's got to be flanked by tomatoes, lettuce. You know, it's got to have options. Has other stuff there. I'll eat a piece of sliced turkey. Yeah, like a like a like a deli lunch slice? meat deli slice. Yeah, that's that's all right. Rob, you come hate out of ham. here. Can't stand ham. Okay, well we got to. Wow. Eat. Okay. Wow. Whoa. You didn't even <laughs> need to open that door. <laughs> Ham's great. Rob. Uh, okay. So, I'm actually I have this thought a lot. Is like, is turkey worth it? I can make a really good turkey. I can make turkey. Is nut turkey trash. worth it? It's turkey. That's worth the it. question. Yeah. Is like the labor you put into making that turkey nut yeah. trash. Yeah. Could you have made something else as that higher ceiling, right? It's like getting a better draft pick, right? Like turkeys miss Trubisky, but like Rob. something else might be Patrick Mahomes Rob. or Deshaun Watson, right? Like you could, you can God pour your it. heart, your blood, your sweat, your tears, your hopes for just one delicious meal with your family, but while you're all still together, but no, it's a fucking turkey. And imagine if it was just chicken. Imagine if it was just. Mm, yeah, doing. chicken's chicken good. Is what I'm doing this year? Chicken's great. Making a chicken. Y'all Everyone have... would love that chicken. Yeah, that right. chicken wouldn't disappoint you, and that chicken would know the fucking playbook. He <laughs> well, knows the it. playbook, Rob. It's only it's just only twenty five percent of it. <laughs> that chicken would be like my job is to be moist <laughs> and crispy. Oh, but no, mm-hmm. I, I think you can make good turkey. No, so you. <laughs> There's that's a, a wind lot. up, uh huh, yeah. So, Kato, where are you at with? How do you do turkey? Uh, I don't. <laughs> you just you just you're not fighting that battle. You're anymore. just uh, no no, but it would be in parts. I think it has to be in parts. Yeah, I, it's tough. Like, I butterfly the turkey, uh-huh. and that works better than anything else. Yeah, yeah. But it's still like I should have just cooked two three chickens. <laughs> I should have just used that pan, like right. butterfly two, three chickens. It would have been better. So I think it's, I, I'm in a weird place with turkey. Like I can make turkey not trash, but I think it. I feel like dark, that, dark meat on turkey is better than dark meat on chicken. And, oh I, man, and so. I like dark meat. So I'm, I'm here with turkey, but I'm not, I, I understand the rest of it's kind of trash. It's tough. It's really tough. And then there's that whole like brining the turkey, like fad we all had to live through where it was like. <laughs> The turkey was spongy and weird. Gotta find a tub big enough for this fight. No? Yeah, it was just some real nightmare <laughs> shit. So yeah, I, I, I feel like uh, the thing that turkey is good at is being a giant fucking bird. Yeah. yeah. Huge. And being object of a feast. And that's where, like, chicken's real good, and chicken it can be made so good so easily See, that you're not that's like, the problem with hey, butterflying let's get stuffing it? and gravy. Once you butterfly a turkey, it can no longer really be the centerpiece, right? Like, it's already split well, up. You want it to no, be. Car- you can still carve it and serve it, or you can. I mean, but it doesn't really stand up that well. I feel like once you've already gone that far, you just break it apart before you're serving it. Uh, yeah, I mean, well, so so the thing you sort you sort of do is you cut the um the legs and the thighs apart, uh-huh. and you serve it with the with the breast meat, and it looks like a like roast breast. Everyone's happy. People will be happy. Okay. But the, but I think the main the main thing is turkey's giant. It's a feast object, yeah. and it encourages people to be like, go ahead. Pour that gravy on over it. Mm. And they'd feel guilty doing that with something as like 
every day is chicken. But with turkey, there's no shame. Do we do duck and chicken depending you on duck? Interesting. Yeah, it's just some sort of bird. Yeah, sure. Ducks, sure. ducks good. Ducks good. I turduckened once. Did you once? How was it? That? Was a curiosity. It wasn't really worth it. Uh, yeah. Again, too much work. Yeah. Like I, this is the end to think. Uh, man, I, I don't like Thanksgiving. Like I, I. I don't like any part of Thanksgiving, if I'm being dead ass seriously oh. honest. Like, deeply dislike it from a I historical, colonial, anti colonialist perspective, from a like bad memories of every, of every Thanksgiving being fundamentally gendered in a way that I hate and that like always got under my skin. But like, also, that's like personal gender feelings. Of, like, I never felt masculine enough to like hang with the boys. Like, that never appealed hmm. to me in that way. Um, but also just like never, like it just never, none of the day has ever been a thing I've enjoyed. And I've like put on a good face and like I, my parents are probably listening to this and I know that both, both of my parents, both of my divorced parents separately love Thanksgiving. And it's like, I'm going to put on my best face and like try to be happy during it because the part of it that is still, the part of it that I do still care about is like seeing people I care about, but it ends up being like, I would rather do anything else with you than this. I would rather go to the movies with you and then talk about the movie we saw. I would rather go like watch a TV show together or go cook cook a different meal together of food I actually like a lot or go for a walk on the boardwalk even though it's cold. Like a billion other things I would rather do um, and then to top it off with a meal where like fundamentally I don't I don't want a big meal. I just want to eat dinner with people. And I don't I, like. Uh, I don't know. I'm just not built for holidays in this way. And it's not a. This is not a drag on people who enjoy big holiday dinners. But like, it is just a. It's food I'm going to eat and then shit out in a, in six hours, three hours, whatever. Like I, I, I would rather. And if that's the case, I would rather be my favorite food than the thing that has been canonized as the holiday food. It's you know. For me, like, a ham, I actually like ham enough. Mm. This, again, comes back to, like, me just not liking turkey that much and not liking gravy. Like, a, a nice ham actually does make me excited. It's like, oh, wow, like, someone did a really nice thing with this ham, blah, 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 blah. So that, that helps. Um, but also, you can just have these foods. These are foods that are available to you year-round <laughs> if you like them that you could – anyway, I'm sorry for being a Grinch, but, like, it is it – is, I'm well, just not this person. Two things. Let me sell you on two things with Thanksgiving. Yeah. One great time to really reflect on family grievances. Uh, yeah, like, one I know. Of the best parts of Thanksgiving night was like <laughs> after my grandfather stormed out, as he always did uh -huh. every year. My parents and I would sit down and be like, "What the fuck was that? Yeah. Why does this happen every year?" Because like <laughs> clockwork, God rest his soul, my grandfather around five in the afternoon, thirty seconds after he'd finished his pumpkin pie, would just stand up, storm out of the house, and go sit in the back seat of the Buick. Until that's my incredible. grandmother drove him home. That's incredible. And it, that wow. was how it always broke. That's See? how Thanksgiving always broke up. Oh. And it was like every year it was like, maybe it'll work out this time. And like, no, no. Like it was just like it was like, you know, the little like pop out thing where the turkey was done. That was my grandfather yeah. saying Thanksgiving was done. It was just like, ping, Damn. time to go. Fuck you all. Yep. I'm leaving. You'd sit there with his arms folded. But it was great because it was a really good moment for us to reflect like. Man, we are so dysfunctional in predictable ways. <laughs> like this is never going to change. Yeah, there was really good. There was definitely always that style of accounting of like of misdeed on my on my on you know <laughs> I was gonna say on my dad's side. That's not true on every side. That definitely that style of like, but that is like it gets under my skin. Like I just don't have the I don't I don't find the joy in in that style of reflection. I mm -hmm. wish I did because it is such a tradition. <laughs> <laughs> See, my family never got that far. It would be like. 
Thanksgiving's canceled before Thanksgiving's happening if it's if if that's brewing. Oh, really? Yeah, people would Y'all like out ahead of it. Yeah, absolutely. You're like we got We cannot. We cannot. <laughs> Not this people year. Together. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. To be clear, the family stuff that I'm talking about tends to be like deep retrospective. Like, who this shit happened 20 years ago when we were kids, and we never talked about that. <laughs> we should talk about X Y Z thing. And uh-huh, I'd be in the room, uh-huh. be like, damn, that stuff sounds rough. I'm glad you were having this moment. Right. I'm gonna go read in another room. <laughs> Um, so, but the, the other thing I do love about yeah. Thanksgiving was leaving the Midwest and being far away from family. Thanksgiving was impossible to travel for. Like, who's going to, like, on our budget, like, who's going to travel for, like, a four-day weekend? Yeah, just yeah, couldn't yeah. be done. So it was also the first holiday that we were allowed to have be our own sure. and, like, have our own traditions. At which point, the thing I loved about Thanksgiving was it was four days where we were completely unaccountable to anyone. That's great. And we were able to address all the things we fucking hated about Thanksgiving growing up. And we were like, no, our Thanksgiving is going to be the opposite of all of that. And it rules. It's my favorite. It went from being one of my least favorite holidays to like, I love this shit. Hell yeah. Like, because it's going to be the good food. It's going to be no obligation mm-hmm. to dumb family ritual. We're just going to have a good time together. That sounds good. Stuffing? Uh, See, I don't like stuffing either. Like, this is at it. All? Like, at all, at all, Damn. at all. It like, makes me gag a little bit to think about. I love stuffing. So you ever make like stuffing out of like homemade bread? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. With sausages yeah. and sausages. nuts and all yeah. that? Like, Toss my some diced apples in there sometimes. All four mm-hmm. of my families make distinct different Stuffings and they're all fine. And I I'll just bet don't... you like mine. You just haven't met the uh, right. right. Yeah, I just haven't met the right one yet. I've heard that many times. Uh, yeah, it's it's yeah. I don't know if you're out there and you had like a mixed Thanksgiving. I'm with you. I feel you. I'm suffering with you. If you had a good one, I'm happy for you. I'm I'm <laughs> not trying to take anyone's joy away. Uh, anyway, that's it's our turkey conversation. Very funny. As a kid, we like nobody in my family watched American football, but I had. A PlayStation, and we always played Madden instead because we we're like, that's what you're supposed to do, right? <laughs> Something about football. So we played we Madden. Played and me Madden. and my cousins played Madden every year. That's incredible. That's yeah. good. I will say, anytime the Cowboys lost on Thanksgiving was good. That was a good thing. <laughs> yeah. I'll just say that for sure. Hey, I, I, found, I found a question uh, here. There's a, a personal question bucket. I don't know. It's like just one that comes to me. Uh, dear Waymo Radio, you are recording a podcast where somehow we have not remarked on the announcement of a new. Half-Life game, but maybe about hour and a half into a podcast you're recording, you could mention that there was a new fucking Half-Life game. What's that? Signed Anonymous. I don't see this one. I don't know. Yeah, I'm looking. I don't know. Yeah, it's, uh, um, I'll search for Valve maybe here. Let's see. Patrick Valve. Bucket at Did I miss Vice. Half-Life 3? Com. Yeah, is no. Half-Life 3 out? Uh, yes. What's up with, you want to talk about this? I, maybe no one else has. I, I, Half Life is one of my absolute favorite franchises. I'm irrational about it. Like Half Life and Half Life Two were like formative, like oh, video games, like experiences <laughs> growing up. Sure. Uh, and I am less interested in the like. I could. I don't give a shit if they like end the the story. Um, like the, like it wasn't finished at the end of episode two. But I've always thought in a like. There's just a lot that can happen in that world, and I love the aesthetic of it so much. Like I'm, I'm very excited that they're making um, this. And I'm actually like, explain what it is scenes. for people who haven't. Yeah, heard so this yet? Like, yeah, Half Life Alex is a VR only uh, game. It's a full game. Um, there were some murmurings that it was going to be like pretty short, including someone in our personal circle 
Austin, who said, yeah, it's going to be a short game. Apparently, it's like 15 hours long. Which Wait, why did you say like me, pretty... my name so accusatorily? I'm just saying, I'm just saying you would, if you didn't see that comment, it's in our circle. You you would have exposure to that comment. Oh, in, I see what you're saying. In a Discord we had. I Someone see. trying to c- claim with inside information it's a short game. Is it not anyway. going to be a short game? No, it's apparently 15 hours long. So oh, okay. So it's like pretty decent. Anyway, it's a, it's a, it's a prequel set between... Um, the events of one and two, um, about sort of like the beginnings of the uprising that like, you know, sort of like takes center stage as Freeman shows up in in Half-Life uh, 2. Um, but there was a behind the scenes uh, thing. Like Jeff Keighley is doing another one of his like final hours uh, like entries, which whatever you think about the Game Awards, like all of those are worth reading. Like they're yeah, – yeah. it's very rare that we actually get like the kind of access that he seems to get with Valve. I mean, it's wild to think like his first final hours that he wrote about Half Life, which was for Game uh, GameSpot yep. back in the day. Um, he wrote that as a sophomore in college. Like it's just, it's just wild. Go, yeah, go, I don't know if it still exists, but go look up the Google archives for uh, uh, Game Slice, which is uh, Jeff Keighley's old gaming website, uh, way way back in the day when he was a a young reporter. Anyway, um, he did a video, kind of like talking through the announcement with a couple of the people who were working on the project. And I think it's Robin Walker who has been at Valve forever, and including like some of the several of the the veteran the team leads on Alex are uh, like have been there since Half Life One or Half Life Two. Like they've been at this company forever. And there's a comment where like Jeff kind of pushes them on like, all right, well, what does this mean? Like, would you do a Half Life Three? Like, where does this like change the equation on Valve? Like having essentially ditched a conclusion to a story they promised over a decade ago, and. I think it was Robin Walker vocalized basically like, well, we waited a long time and then the idea of Half-Life 3 was legitimately terrifying and so we just didn't do it. Which is like a kind of honesty I wish the company had just said a long time ago. I think would have addressed a lot of the underlying anxiety that like fans got annoyed as like Valve went on as a studio and just pretended a thing didn't happen. Like it was just like a, you know, like there used to be interviews where like Gabe Newell would talk about Half-Life 3 in literal coded language. Um... He did an interview with Jeff Keighley ages ago where they talked about the status of Half-Life 3 without using the name Half-Life 3, which is like the ridiculous hoops that like this whole thing has gone through. Um, And so like the fact that like there was a comment from them validating, which is like a very understandable thing where like you get eight years separated from a thing. What even is a Half-Life 3? What are the expectations that go on that? You know, it's easier not doing that, but actually vocalizing that and them kind of like backdooring their way into a Half-Life game is... I'm really excited. Like, it, I think it looks tremendous. Like, I'm, I th- it looks really cool. If you like VR stuff, um, if you're a Half-Life fan and you're not into VR, this sucks, like, that you're not going to be able to experience some form of continuation. But um, I'm really excited to see what, what that whole thing is and the trailer they showed, other than just being really cool looking because aesthetically City 17 looks awesome with, like, new tech. Um, it definitely yeah, has I'm a moment. Excited. It has a moment that I think, like for me, the, the the moment I'm most like curious about is like 14 seconds into this trailer, and it's when the player playing as Alex reaches out their hand and moves a bucket. They slide a bucket to the side and look around it, and it's like this moment of like, oh wow, everything is interactable. You're like immersed in this world, and I'm curious if that is the sort of behavior that is to be expected from players. Mm. Or if that is a great trailer moment. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I hope that's the crux of it. I hope stuff like that is the crux of like is leaning into if you're going to not let people play this game with a keyboard and mouse, then you should the experience should hinge, should rely on experiences 
that would make no sense or be frustrating with a keyboard and mouse, right? right? Like the idea of like controlling a hand that could move a pot is does not sound like a fun gesture to do with an analog stick or a mouse. No, but is one that will feel natural. Like I think because like what that sequence, like you you move the pot out of the way and like you can see through like a cabinet that has a hole, and it's like if there's 15 hours of experiences that build on ideas like that, um, that sounds great. I the briefs. See, we get brief glimpses of other areas in the game. Um, it sounds like uh, Half Life has also low key been like a pretty good horror game. Mm-hmm. Like when it wants to lean into it, like the Ravenholm segment section of, of Half Life Two. I don't know how that holds up today, but was like unbelievably scary at the time. Like the uh, the head crab variant that they do, like the spider, like the hairy one that's mm-hmm. in Half Life Two, still nightmares. <laughs> and it's they they show seek a sequence in the trailer for Half Life Alex in which. You're in like some broken down building. It's dark. There's barely any lighting. But you just, if you pause it and you look at the three second glimpse they give, all you see are head crabs just scattering about across this like yeah. dark, dank building. Mm. Just dozens of them crawling along the walls. Um, no, thank you. And like that sounds fucked up. <laughs> and let's go. There's another sequence. There's also a sequence. You also pull off a head crab. From your yeah, face, pass. like when no. it jumps on you. Apparently, one of the mechanics of the game is uh, you can pick up a head crab and throw it at um, enemies and have it attached to them, or th- take one off your head mm-hmm. and throw it at enemies, which is good. Yeah, there was a uh, there's another sequence with like the thing that I'm talking about, where like you're clearing stuff away on a shelf uh, to find ammo hidden. It's like a shelf. You know, it's like a shelf that you would have in a pantry for real. You know, there's like flour and a big, you know, uh, can of of some other shit and like a box of cookies and a, a, you know, crumpled plastic water bottle. And behind it all is like a handful of shells for a gun. And it's like I'm so curious about if they can sell those moments because that style of interactivity is like one of the things that – VR promised or that VR proponents promised specifically uh, and and that you don't really get because usability ended up being such an important thing of just like hey you can't hide bullets in a game about bullets behind a bunch of shit unless it's coded in such a way that it's clear that that is where the bullets are going to be or that like you have that style of like Am I, am I going to you know spend I mean? 15 minutes in front of every shelf, right. like, lifting up the boxes? Which sounds cool. Which sounds like, cool, actually but also... It sounds right, all right. Exactly. That's that's definitely the question there. There seems like some cool stuff here. Like, I, I think it does look like a really good trailer, uh, or does, does look like a really interesting big-budget VR action game. <clears throat> and so uh, we haven't had a lot of those from, like, developers that I think a lot of... I, it's not saying that there are no AAA developers in that space. There absolutely are. But nothing I've seen or played has felt like... Oh wow! This looks like a cool collection of things that that could add up to something that I, that would stick with me. So we'll see. Do you have uh, an index? Small note did we, you get an index at some point? I did. I they Valve. Um, you know, when they launched the index, they're you know they Valve has always t- taken the approach that they're gonna the the par- the hardware they either are involved with to build themselves is always on the high end. So yeah. like. Like when the first Oculus came out, and that also came around the same time that the HTC Vive came out, because that was uh, Valve partnered with HTC to, to build the Vive. I ended up spending like I was really into VR, like I've cooled remember, on it. I'm still yeah. excited about the tech, but like I was like all in on day one. Um, so I bought a Vive. Like I spent like you know 800 bucks of my own money like on the full like room setup because I knew I was gonna be buying a house not long after that came out. So I figured I'd just invest early. Um, and then the Index is a brand new one that uh, I believe is all Valve. Like they made the Index and handled um, that from start to finish. And 
that with the knuckle controllers, which is they're like high end, um, you know, finger uh, controllers. Uh, mm. That's like a thousand dollars, I think, I to purchase the whole so thing. VR, but you, is this so game is expensive. not exclusive to that. I, I know most people should be aware of that. But if somehow you aren't, like you, you can use this on any, any VR setup. Even the quest on any even the quest even the even the quest, which you can plug into a, a PC. But yeah. then, like, then you're going to need a PC that can run VR games. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. strong. Like, mm-hmm. I, it's just so expensive. Still, like, I don't. I, I've seen people online saying, like, "Well, VR is more affordable than ever." Like, yeah, and it's still so expensive. It's so more expensive. I mean, it's like yes and no. Like, yes, it's cheaper than it was before. Yeah, but absolutely. Like, no, no one should ever pretend it's not. That's all. And it, like, yeah. this game probably comes to PS5 if the rumors are true that Sony is doing Some an updated of, VR headset yeah. without like a bunch of cords. So, like, that is probably you know that mm-hmm. that is maybe for a lot of people the route that they'll en- actually end up playing this if they're interested. But yeah. like, yeah, like yes, the index may get. I bet it gets a price cut in between now and the, that game's probably not March 2020, but actually May 2020 launch. Um, yeah, you think? Is uh, I can't. Yeah, I mean I, the ru- the rumors the rumors pegged that this game was supposed to come out this year, yeah. and that the March was a compromise. Um, there were a lot of rumors that this game was going to come out in December. Um, even when I got the index in January, Valve was like communicating, like kind of wink, winking, like yeah, we got we got stuff coming. We got. Like real games, like stuff we're making is coming, and that just never materialized. Which is why I didn't like I set up the index and then never messed with it because it's a huge pain to do all the wires. I think around the same time you had just gotten uh, the quest and we're like raving about like yeah, it's so good, right? And it's like even as someone that like will go through the heavy lifting of setting it up, it's just a pain. So I was like, I'm gonna, I'm only gonna sit and do that for something tremendous, which you know, well, tremendous a. It would be Rob said he's visiting my area over Christmas and so he's like, I want to check out the index. So, okay, <laughs> I will set up the index if when Rob comes to my house. But then B is Half-Life uh, Alex coming out. I'll find some way to get that all set up. But the other small thing is uh, we didn't really address it on the podcast because you know, it's all kind of like red lines yeah. in an imager photo um, was uh, whether something was up with Campo Santo's new game in the Valley of Gods, which had a really cool – teaser trailer at the game awards what a year ago two years two ago two years ago um uh, the developers of firewatch who got acquired by valve um but you know some ways through the development of in the valley of gods um they were acquired the whole pitch from campo was going to be hey this isn't going to change anything we're just gonna we just get access to resources of valve we're gonna finish this game here understandable cynicism that no like acquisitions at Valve or where games go to die, um, and then not maybe less cynically than like an EA, but still the track record is not great. Um, and there were these, yeah, again these red line images that uh, a bunch of uh, Campo Santo folks had taken the game's title off of their Twitter bios, and then the front front page of Campo Santo's website no longer lists the game. You could find it if you dig around, it's just like parts of the website that weren't like fully updated. Um, uh, and then, yeah, it was uh, in Jeff Keighley's behind the scenes thing. There was a mention that Campo Santo is collaborating on this. Whatever, we don't exactly know the nature of that. Campo Santo has not publicly said anything. My, uh, you know, I wasn't able to get any official comment when I reached out privately um, to kind of get a sense of what uh, where things are at. But that's a bummer. I mean, Campo Santo working at Half Life, cool. Campo Santo not making the Valley of Gods a game that looked like a really neat. Um, evolution of what they were playing with on Firewatch, like that sucks. I, I'd rather live in a world where we got that and they weren't working on Half Life. Hundred percent. 
I, you know, I don't know the mechanisms that led to that moment. Um, I'm sure they are complicated, but just from a, you know, a thousand foot perspective, it's a, that's a, it's a bummer outcome, um, for that to be where this all landed. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I wanted that game. I want that game still really bad. And, and I hope I, it's tough because it's like, who knows? Maybe they get to go back and finish making that game. We don't know what yeah. the what the what the situation is, in, you know, inside of Valve. There's a long of history of like the hierarchy of Valve making it difficult to ship things. Right. We, we have no idea what the situation was. Like, who knows? We truly have no idea. Right. And it, and there's a there's no. such a limit to what we can speculate to, to. But I do know that I really wanted to play in the Valley of Gods. And so yep. n- not having that on the near horizon does suck a lot and, and does just like frustrate yep. me. Um. Ah. Anyway. Ah. Uh, Can never play Half Life Two. You never did. I tried, and I would always get sick at the airboat section. That section is also mm. very long. It's not very. Uh, it, it was pretty long. It's pretty long. It's, I, it's I, having, having yeah. everything in Half Life Two is a longer sequence than you remember. That it, is but if you go back, you're like, damn, Nova Prospect is huge. <laughs> <laughs> I've lost like many saves to like moving computers and stuff like that, and I've had to play through it, and that's always the section where I had to stop at the end of that. I was like, oh wow, I don't feel well. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what it is. Um, this next question comes in from Derek. From Ottawa, who has a question that um, I think Kato, you can shine some light on too. So, says Derek, I got my copy of Pokemon Shield. An old dilemma popped in my head. Hmm. Should I be naming my Pokemon? Do any of you give your Pokemon names? It always seemed a little cheesy to give them names, but at the same time, they're like fighting for my entertainment and and (laughs) probably deserve a bit of respect, right? (laughs) Please help me, Derek from Ottawa. So there's this um, there's this move in the game called Snowstorm. Yeah, uh, when a Pokemon comes out, starts a hailstorm. Actually, uh, I don't know why it's called snowstorm. Uh, and thanks, Game Freak. When you get <laughs> when uh, there's a hailstorm coming, it'll say like uh, whatever Pokemon was buffeted by hail. Yeah. So I have a Snowvers with that ability called Jimmy Buffet. <laughs> what if you decide to get rid of that move? No. Well, no, it's ability. It's an ability. It's an intrinsic. Oh, it's you an can't, intrinsic. You yeah, can't yeah. So it's always gonna. It's always gonna do that. It's that's why. So it's is this an argument perfect. for or against naming your Pokemon? You, I mean, you decide. <laughs> you decide, right? I'm just putting the facts out there. Yeah, I've this always is how... weird about it, but I also, but I also like naming pets, so it's weird. Right? There's so you know what it is. I honestly, I think it gets at an intrinsic tension in in the world of Pokemon for me, which is if I give something a name, I'm indicating that I care about it. Right. But most of these motherfuckers are gonna go sit in a box. Uh huh. Forever. Yo, I didn't talk about this in the Pokemon section, but they have this new memories thing where you can like, hey, here, here's so-and-so's memories. And it's like, oh, they're still sentient and alive in the box. Wait, really? Yeah, it's like, oh, I remember. It, it's like, oh, yeah, it's thinking about that happy time that it like talked to Pikachu while standing in the box and like learned a new move. While standing while, in the while, box? While, while, while in the box. Yeah. Just like they're, they're like, they're, like talking days. to each other and hanging out the in the box. The day you go in the box, the day you come out. <laughs> That's how are they only they're also they're aware in there. I thought the whole yeah. time they got turned into data and right. just got I, to I figured they were always like being put into like stasis. Stasis or something. Not stasist. They are in fact they are in aware. Fact, they yes, and some of them are like, it's been a while since it's been able to get out of the box. It's kinda sad. And I'm just like, fuck. What is their surrounding like? <laughs> no one knows. You can't open this door. They opened it and they they haven't given us any more information other than what they feel. Their memory like that's all you get is like two or three sentences of the mem like a recent memory of that Pokemon. Yeah. And it's just like, 
It remembers. What if it, what if your Pikachu came out and was like, uh, actually, my name is Clyde. I think at that point, I'd be down with them yeah. having names. Like, they should be able to name themselves. Sure. If they're able to have conversations in the box, <laughs> then they should be able to be like, no, actually, my name is Clyde. They have language, right? They yeah. have to. They yeah, have yeah, language. I've seen Pokemon. So... They have that episode where they all talk or yeah. whatever. Squirtle Squad doesn't happen without language. Right. Probably. Cat so. <laughs> <laughs> in London writes in and asks, dear sirs, <laughs> for putting in Peppermint Patty voice. Like, not Peppermint Patty. Mar- uh, what's Peppermint Patty's? Mar- Mar- not Marcy. What the hell is her name? What? No, it's Marcy and Peppermint Patty. It is Marcy. Okay. Dear sirs. Uh, who still keeps it real the most? Serious question. Your fan, Cat in London. Rob Zachney still keeps it real the most. <laughs> it's not on this recording, but I, I keep put on these headphones today, and Rob was looking for a fight. Rob was re- <laughs> Rob was like fucking. Had to delete some sections of the podcast. I'm gloves sorry. off. I was just keeping it real, though. <laughs> you were. Who keeps it real the most? Rob Zachney. Rob Zachney. Rob Zachney keeps it real the most. Rob Zachney wants that smoke. God damn. Don't fuck with Rob Zachney. That's all I'm saying. Aston answered. Aston answered. Answer. My answer would have been Patrick, though. Why? Because huh. Patrick, because you'll be like, I have thoughts, feelings, all these like cloud of ideas and notions and contradictions and ambivalences. Mm-hmm. And Patrick, like a hot knife, will yeah. be like, slash. <laughs> Just do this. Just do this. Just or boom. here it is. Ship it. Yeah. Or why are you even wasting time on this? <laughs> he gives a shit. Talking yourself in circles, man. And it's like, God damn, he got me again. He did. It's true. <laughs> again. It's true. Patrick, who Thank keeps you. it who keeps it the most real? I don't think this has to Our be about us. I don't think it, it did not technically say that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say, I don't know. Like you did I just but, got but nominated. Now I gotta nominate someone Rob else. Rob Zachney is still my answer. <laughs> Even in the wider. Yeah, that would be my answer too. Right? Um, right. I'm trying to think outside the realm of who keeps it real? Hmm. I don't know. This is big. I need a context. I need a, what am I picking out of? What's the bucket? Of people. Of Who people. keeps it the most people? real? You know what's keeping it real? Is you're debuting your new electric truck. Oh, and you're like, <laughs> am I going to just <laughs> show cannot. you some shitty scripted demo? And you're like, <laughs> fuck no. That ain't real. Throw this here. You know what's real? People fucking pitching steel balls. That's real. You know what's real? This fucking truck. No, do it. You know what's real? Not having doors that crumple safely. That's real. God damn it. Fuck out of here. Fucking bullshit. Someone's mad. I'm not. We're not getting. We're not doing it. You know who's real? The people who I'm on a I'm on an academic games like uh, newsletter thing not news not like a newsletter a um uh, what do you call it uh, uh, like a like a listserv basically right and I've been on it for years for years I've been on this listserv uh, and it has never sent me emails before and today it started sending me like it was a thing I could go check a website I must have had a box tick that was like don't send me emails. Don't even send me the digest or maybe send me a weekly digest. Today, and I think this has happened to a lot of people, it just started emailing people. And there is like a long thread today from a bunch of games academics, but every third or fourth thing is someone be like, yo, unsubscribe me from this bullshit. I don't care about your research. And they're keeping it extremely real. Uh, I love it when an academic, when there's academic beef. You still have no answer, Patrick? You know what keeps it real is uh, I wanted to write an uh, an article 
was trying to spend it on Friday afternoon. It's just like me. That's usually me just sending emails and like seeing yeah. if I can get stories rolling. And I'd seen a couple of times. So we haven't talked about Shenmue 3 because none of us give a shit about Shenmue. That's oh, not okay, shaded. wait a second. Whoa. What? I give a shit, but it's not a shit where I'm going to play it. <laughs> okay, but that's what I mean. I'm, I'm not going to believe it. I'm not going to Hang on, let me, be a, let, me, let me do the Klepek thing here for a second. Yeah. Austin, that means you don't give a shit. I absolutely <laughs> yeah. give a shit. I you just don't. I respect like the, the fans of Shenmue. No, I can't yeah, wait to so watch I. my friends play through all of Shenmue Three. I've watched them play sure. through all of Shenmue One. I'm watching them play through Shenmue Two. Run Button is okay. doing a, a let's play of it. I cannot wait to watch it. I'm I. I also think that it's better for Smiling the world. Smiling approvingly from a distance. I I will buy Shenmue. Th- I would love to. I, you know what? I'm gonna go home and buy Shenmue Three. <laughs> I'm gonna give them money for this. <laughs> I'm gonna give. I'm gonna do it right now. I'm on Steam right now. I'm buying Shenmue 3. It's how much I care. It's on the Epic Game Store. It's not on Steam. Well, then I can't give it... Is it free for us? A true fan. <laughs> no, it's not, Austin. It's oh, well, not. We did get, not get the email that says they it's They didn't free. put it on the press. They didn't put it on the press list. No, Shenmue is not on the press list. <laughs> That's very funny. Uh, I'm going to buy it. Austin's I, out here like, yeah, I'll just go buy Shenmue on, on, on Epic Game Store uh, when he's secretly just redeeming a free copy of the game. Uh, I... I think it is good that Shenmue 3 exists. I've already watched some gameplay. Yeah, sure. It is so... It is incredible. The thing that they have made so is... That's, so that's the thing. Is yes. So I saw these clips going around where the voice acting in this game is amazing. It's amazing. It is clearly... Well, I don't know. It, it sounds... If this game accomplished nothing else, the voice acting sounding like it's taken from, like, 90s stilted... Who knows who was in the room giving any kind of direction? Like it's just—it sounds like it's bad voice acting from the '90s. But if you look up the voice acting cast, it's people who are capable of doing. Like it's—it's it's not like it's just they found like the people in the studio get in front of a mic and you end up with mediocre voice acting. And so I sent—I was like, that's actually interesting. Like I bet there is a story in how do you if the game's goal right. if the explicit goal was to capture that kind of voice acting, I'm curious how the audio director did that. Because there's probably, there's a technique to that. There's an approach to get people to get a certain affect. And sent like this um, email to a PR person um, who I knew, like knew well enough to be like, all right, so like, I'm not saying the game's shitty. I'm just saying like, they were, you know what I'm trying like, I was like, you know what I'm trying to say about like, the voice acting? They're like, yeah, 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 I get it. And I was like, could you pass that along? Like, you know, I'd like to see if I could set up a request with whoever would be the most appropriate person for that. And they're like, yeah, sure. Immediate response, no, absolutely not. They have no wow, interest in doing that. I was like, cool, really? keeping it real. Keeping it real, don't want to talk about that. Yeah. Um, I think that may be, they sent out codes extremely late. Um, I think they knew they were going to get no favors from the press over yes. this game. And that it's they, they know it's a, a game for the fans, can be interpreted in a lot of different ways. Maybe it excuses a bad game, but as long as, I, I'm also of your position. Look, if the people who wanted to see... Shenmue 3, Shenmue, exactly as it is, continue. good for them. I'm not... Shenmue not 3 doesn't end, because I, I know there's going no, to be... No, apparently it's incremental progress of the story, yes. with the end being, hope we get to make Shenmue 4. Wait, my guy doesn't get his revenge? Of no. course not! It was always supposed to be like a nine-part series. More than that. I think it was 15 at some it point. It may have been, um, yeah. Then it was like 11, and now he's hoping he gets to make 4, and he's not even promising he'll finish it in 4. I, the audacity on Yu Suzuki oh, is it. admirable. Did you know it's keeping it, keeping it real? You fucking Suzuki who you says, Suzuki. I waited 20 years to, to make a sequel, and I'm not giving you any sort of closure. None. Let's do it again. Let's do it again. Let's get it. Let's get it. Let's That's get real. It. 
Uh, there was a, I want to say, I thought it was uh, Brandon Sheffield who had a thread about the voice acting in that game. He uh, might have been the person that, like, tipped me off to... Uh, yeah. why I thought that would be interesting. Uh, I'm going to just read from this thread. Uh, Necrosofty on Twitter. So with that Shenmue video see below, uh, I do understand how some of this happens. This being, so there's a, there was a clip that was going around that was basically like Rio, the lead character, um, asking a question, someone answering the question, but very, like basically Rio is like, hey, I'm looking for these thugs. Have you seen any thugs? Uh, and then instead of just being like, no, the person who is instantly just Rob furious is his <laughs> shit. <laughs> is it because I did like a kind of perfect Rio that I didn't know I had a pocket Rio? Because uh, I'm looking for someone named Yuan, and then the guy goes, "No, I." Ha-. He goes, "No, I haven't." And it's like I didn't, I didn't even say, "Have you seen some like Have you seen Yuan?" For you to say, "No, I haven't," and so and also it's just like the affect is all over the place, etc. Um, and so Brandon basically says like. Uh, he says, I directed uh, the VO for a game with a big Japanese company with a team of 40 plus and a big Japanese publisher behind it. I was trusted to do the work, but the team wanted to watch and listen in. So they were in their pajamas watching on a live stream while I just while I directed the actors. One of the actors in particular was giving me trouble. She was a traditional TV actor and hadn't done voice work before. Since this was a video game, she was overselling everything and speaking just in the just the most bizarre manner. She'd say things like, they're over there. Uh, I kept having to tone down her wild intonation, especially on the barks, which is like when an enemy goes like, they're over there or whatever, uh, and say, imagine you are really saying this to someone who needs the information. Uh, anyway, on one particularly vocal gymnastic read, the live stream folks asked if they could talk to me for a second. They were very polite. Can we ask you what was wrong with that one? And I realized all at once that since English intonation is so different from Japanese uh, anyway, English sounds really bouncy by comparison, they just figured that more bounce meant more emotion, which meant good. I reckon that a lot of people were even directed to add more of that because it sounds authentically English uh, if it has a lot of variance to a non-native speaker's ear. Uh, anyway, I explained that she was speaking the way nobody ever would in real life, and they were like, oh, uh, that one interaction and that genu- and their genuine surprise told me so much about 90s VO. Uh, this was an old guard team, too, and that is still a cherished moment for me, for me even though the game was eventually canceled. Uh, so back to Shenmue 3, I understand the mechanics of how you get still to performances, and I also understand the difficulty of linking up all, all uh, possibly replies in translation, etc. What I don't know is how you do it the exact same way as Shenmue 1 20 years later, and I say, you go out of your way. <laughs> to make it just keep it right right yes yeah. I, I, that was that's that was my operating theory on why i thought it'd be an interesting story is like this is a remarkable accomplishment it's totally. it's the it's equivalent put on like a a voice acting filter but you have to accomplish that through like technique and coaching because i that seems really I hard it's possible it seems really hard um or they recreated the exact same circumstances that brandon is is speaking to totally which is not how this stuff is recorded, you know, go read any interviews with like 8-4 or, you know, other folks that are involved in localization and, and help uh, Japanese companies um, do their English voice acting. Like, it's just, it's a, it's a much, there's a reason it's a lot better these days and much more natural sounding. So, yeah, anyway, it's Shenmue PR, keeping it Shenmue real. Shenmue PR, no. Uh, no. I just want everyone to know I have purchased Shenmue 3. Okay. Great. That's, that's done. Damn it. I've made the purchase. Great Glad the code is still valid. Um, <laughs> I spent I spent fifty dollars on Shenmue three. Wow! Supporting Shenmue four. Austin Thank you. For I cannot hands. wait for Keeping Shenmue four. <laughs> but I do love that Shenmue just sounds like what if Death Wish was real? 
where it's just like, oh, I'm so angry, I'm gonna fuck people up. And it's like, where are these criminals? Shit. God. Where do I find these criminals? I hey, cannot uh, fucking wait till Londo. Have you seen dies. the criminals? <laughs> God. Um <laughs> one more question before we go. Uh how do you want to be in the era where we were still live streaming and we played Shenmue 3? It would have been great. Wouldn't it have been so good? This wouldn't it have been I'm great? Saying, Look, is, you know what? Here, it's a hey, to the culture. There were, I, no promises, but at some point we will all be in a room together again yeah. and we will live stream something. I don't know when that day is. But or where it'll happen. Where it'll happen. <laughs> but <laughs> who's really one in day here. in here. Yeah. This group of people will play some Shen- cold. cold. Although, although I guess you have you'll have seen Shenmue 3 I with the rest of us. I, you know, yeah. The the run button has not yet started the Shenmue uh three let's play. That'll be a free let's play. They're also doing a Patreon one for one and two. Uh so maybe they won't get to it yet. They're in the middle of two right now. I've seen them play a lot of Lucky Hit, which is like <laughs> Shenmue 2 has a thing where you need lots, you need, so Shenmue 1 takes place in Japan, Shenmue 2 takes place in Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. One, it's, it's pretty racist, it's pretty <laughs> anti-Chinese, like it's a lot of Chinese stereotypes. I think a lot of people don't think uh-huh. a lot about like East Asian, you know, uh, racism uh, against different East Asian groups, between East Asian groups. And also just but not be aware of like what stereotypes to be looking exactly. for. Exactly, but boy, it is a lot. <laughs> Uh, two, you're just in Hong Kong and you don't have any money. You just like showed up to find the killer of your father because you're driven by an eter- eternal and immortal uh, lust for justice. And uh, you have found the dragon mirror, of course, by now. Um, and so you're in Hong Kong and you have to make money to like stay places, like to get like a place to stay in. And one of the first jobs available to you is to is to run a game of Lucky Hit, which is like pachinko from uh, Price is Right, where you just like, you're doing competitive pachinko on the streets of Hong Kong, and your job is to be a barker, like one of the people who stands next to a carnival game, and it's just Rio going, would you like to play Lucky Hit? <laughs> Hello, would you like to play Lucky Hit? <laughs> How about a game of Lucky Hit? What is this game? Would you like to play Lucky Hit? Remake Carnival with Rio. <laughs> it's incredible. Uh, and then someone comes over and beats the shit out of you in Lucky Hit. Like, they're just gods. They're like, I know how to, bah, bah, pachinko, pachinko, pachinko. And Rio is like losing money and you're in debt to the motherfucker who runs the Lucky Hit. You don't own a Lucky Hit thing. You show up, the guy, you're like, you franchise this Lucky Hit. You go to a tea house or whatever and you're like, do you know where I could get some work? I'm looking for money to stay at an inn. And somebody goes, oh, you should go to, I'm not going to do the accent because it is bad. You should go talk to this person at this alley. And you go to the person, he's like, yeah, this, yeah, this is my, this is my lucky hit, you know, alley. It's where I run lucky hit games. Here's $300. I expect you to double this and you'll get pay off of whatever you make from other people. And Rio goes, okay, that sounds like a good idea. And then you run it and it's just like you lose over the, the time, it's real time clock or whatever. So it's like slowly becoming nighttime. And these fucking walking home motherfuckers come over to you and like, yeah, I'm great at Lucky Hit. I want to play on hard mode where I take all your money. Shenmue 2 is a gift. It's great. Also, you do karate sometimes, I guess. Um, I'm Am so I excited. Am it or is that also the game with the forklift? Shenmue 1 definitely yep. has a forklift. That's a okay. late game job yeah, in Shenmue 1. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's some forklift races in that game. There's also a, a <laughs> dude named... Game? Have you never seen... Oh I've like never God. literally... I've never... People should go watch either the Run Button Patreon... Uh, Sh- both the Run Button Patreon Shenmue 1 uh, playthrough, which is on their Patreon, or contentburger.biz, an all-time good URL, or the Giant Bomb <laughs> Endurance Run 
also a subscriber yeah, I thought Vin, thing. I thought Vinny played Vinny, uh, Vinny, Shenmue, Vinny, but... Dan, and Alex. I think all played it. Uh, were a giant wow. bomb. Fantastic playthroughs, both of them. You get a lot of good. You get a lot of good characters in that game. <clears throat> I, phew, uh, it, amazing for its time. An important game, but also. <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely. Anyway, one last question. Hey, voice direct, voice direct, audio director, reach out. Please reach out. I want to know. The, come through the channels. Also, voice actors, reach out. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, if you got to tell us the side, you got to sideways. We can put you in that anonymous thing. We'll wink, do that wink. voice filter. We'll get Rio being like, <laughs> "Have you seen some sailors? You know, that's. <laughs> do you know where I can? I saw find the sailors. It? I saw the sailors." It's just the new game. I watched the giant mom quick look of it, and it's just the same shit. He is like going to people. Do you know where I can find some thugs? And like, you can't just <laughs> say it like that. Have you seen any thugs? And people are like, Yeah, go down the sunflower patch, Mister. And like, All right, thanks, little kids. Anyway, N writes in and says, Hello, Waypoint. I hope your Monday is going well so far. My question this is our final question for the day. What is your favorite holiday treat? End of year. Mm. It is snowing, probably, because of where the three of four of us live, our, our three locations. Favorite holiday treat. It's a little chilly. Maybe you go out for the street. Maybe you stay in, you make it yourself. Okay, I got it. I knew you would. I knew I had faith in you, Rob. Rob's acne. Okay. Favorite holiday treat. So, favorite treat isn't necessarily the best, but it's the one that, like, this is home. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. This is I'm family. This is childhood. My mom got this recipe years and years ago. I do not know from where for chocolate chip bread. Ooh. And it's just a really eggy, yeasty white bread Ooh. that is rolled into almost like a jelly roll, like spiral. Yeah. With chocolate chips on the inside of that spiral. And oh. so it's just, it's like cinnamon bread, basically. But instead of just like thin layers of cinnamon woven through the bread and sugar, it's chocolate. Mm. And... It's not too, like, once you've, like, just figured out how to make the bread, you can just start refining and getting better at it, and it turns pretty easy. But it is such a good holiday treat. I only make it this time of year. Like, the, the chocolate chip bread season, like, begins Thanksgiving weekend and is basically done by, like, you know, January 3rd. Yeah, you got to be done uh, by New Year's, right? Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. But it is, this is the taste, like, when, when mom would bake this stuff, um... It was definitely a signal that, okay, it is the holidays. School is winding down. Yeah. Work is wrapping up. As a kid, these things could actually happen. And you could, you could be like, all right, chocolate chip bread's out. Time to play video games and hang with friends Woo! and not do the rest of this homework. Um, and that's kind of like I try to keep that tradition alive. Also, it's a very easy thing to gift. Like, mm. you know, each recipe bakes That's two loaves. You only angle. need one. That's interesting. Yeah. You know, I do require gifts when people enter my house. So, <laughs> you're from the Midwest. Isn't that part it's of a the weird, rule? It's a weird thing, you know, out here. You just need a Take gift. Take off your shoes and you door. give someone a gift well, to get to the door. Mm -hmm. right. yeah. You're from the Midwest. You got all this aggression and this, like, you're waging this ongoing social cold war. What better weapon? <laughs> Than a baked treat. A baked treat. That clearly took a little bit of time and effort that you're giving to someone unsolicited. Wow. Damn. That would be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah. Cotto, Patrick? Yeah. Uh, I got two answers. Ooh. First answer, candy mm. corn, because fucking Halloween's a holiday. I Gross. Can't fucking love candy corn. I once ate fucking way too much candy corn. Uh. And it made me sick, not, not it was stomach sick, but not uh -huh. stomach sick where there was like 
any exterior anything. Like there was no, I just felt bad for like a week. My friend Art and I mm. like split a bag of candy. We were like up late playing like D and D or something uh-huh. in college, and we just went through a bag of candy corn together. Untire- like in like two, it was like two nights in a row. Uh-huh. It was like one of those things where it was like, that's too much. It's too much, <laughs> and we fucked up. And we were college. I kids. buy like a bag at Halloween, and then it'll last you a month. That uh, excuse me, like a year. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, why are you wait? Why are you eating? Wait, when are you eating candy corn? Just randomly. Just you always like, eat candy corn in May. Yeah, absolutely. All right, well, then here's the thing. Look, here, I got a big bag. You just, I got a big you bag. You just disqualified this as a holiday treat, then. It is a holiday treat. No. I can have it year-round, but it's if about that holiday. I, if I want to no, remember no. if I want to remember Halloween a little bit, no. I got a little bit of that spookiness That's back in my life. not a holiday I'm treat. Picking, okay, this is why I had a second answer. Okay, okay? good. I'm glad. Which is a... This is kind of a boring one, no, but it's legit. Can you tell I'd us rather, you like Peeps, too? Fuck off. Peeps suck. Peeps suck. Peeps Good. suck. Right. Put it in That's the air. Making sure. <laughs> Are we all on board, Rob? Do peeps? Rob's peeps. I rather like them. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Contrarian to that. Also, you throw a mic. You throw. You throw a peep in a microwave, and it goes like, and now you get like crispy little s'more. Mm. Mm. Huh. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I put it in the microwave, set it for three minutes, and watch that shit explode. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Keep Clean that real. up, mom. Uh, Great. Good. So, second, second actual actual one is, um, and this is, this has become uh, seasonal as I moved to the north in Florida. This is kind of like actually year round in my childhood. Mm-hmm. But it's hot chocolate, but specifically Colombian hot chocolate, Corona Ooh. brand, which comes in these blocks, and so you like melt it into milk. Ooh. Not water. Fuck off. Yeah, put that shit right <laughs> um, in the milk. And it's so fucking delicious. And also, it all, it has to, it always has, it's batido. It has to be um, fucking. What's the word for that? I mean, we used to do it in a blender, but it 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 you like you like mix it in some vigorous way to introduce air, and you got these little Ooh, foam on top. It. Yeah, basically, yeah. kind of. Okay. Yeah, or like. Um, but this is by by. <sighs> It's so Wait, what are you? Good. You're doing this with the chocolate before you add it, or after? No, so like chocolate. The chocolate is like a. It's like a brick like of a chocolate brick. that you yeah, break yeah. off pieces and you put it into the whatever you're cooking it. And like the traditional way, are we you used doing this to on do like a it, stove top? Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, there's a very specific uh uh you um, what's a? It's like a. It's like a metal pitcher almost. Actually, yeah. It's actually okay. yeah. Uh, and you um you have this fuck I don't know what the name of it is but it, ours was wooden and it's like a like imagine a wooden spoon except at the end imagine a sphere yeah that then you've cut into eighths and oh. taken out every other eighth which makes it kind of like a, you're describing a mace yeah kind of it looks that... kind of like a mace okay and you stick it in and you like. You know how you like rub your hands to make uh, with like wood in yeah, the middle like, to da, 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 yeah fire so to, like, to do fire to do fire you do that into the milk really really fast to make oh, it foamy. Oh, interesting. It's very I don't know why this is what we've come upon, but it's fucking great. Huh. Uh, I remember last year, it, like the first snow, you were like, "I have to find Colombian hot chocolate yeah. right now." Yep. I'm like, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go on a search. Which I was uh, like, all right, cool, 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 cool. I end up just bringing it. I, that's the one trip I make down to Florida, and it's super easy to get in my neighborhood. So it's there. like a wooden whisk. Yeah, kind of. That's that's yeah. what I is it this is, or is this just too fancy? It's similar. It's yeah, similar like that, like that. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah, okay. Ours this was a little less, little less notches. Yeah, the one is, you have is like very fancy. This yeah. is a Mexican chocolate whisk gotcha. stirrer thing. So. Yeah. 
so different. Yeah, this does look too fancy. I don't know. This, I'm just trying to get. I'm just trying to get a whisk <laughs> to make some Colombian hot chocolate with. Good treat. I'm see holiday treat. Uh-huh. Uh, here's how I know it was holiday treat. Because last year, the first time it snowed, you're like, yeah. I gotta go get yep. this. That is a holiday treat. Yeah. Patrick, do you have a holiday treat? I'm I'm also I, okay. I'm struggling with this for real. So I don't, <laughs> but I did. I came up with a uh, uh, like a, a, a I think a suitable alternative. So okay. I don't like. Th- I was looking through. Literally, I was looking through like candy holiday treats. It's like, is there something that's just not coming to mind? Like right. Easter, Cadbury cream eggs. Like those things are actively disgusting, but I fucking <laughs> love them. And it's yeah. the only time that like I'll in, that like I, I, yeah. But so specifically, I was trying to think about like this holiday, and it's like um, naps, <laughs> which I know. <laughs> So I, uh, I'm wired in a way that like, I just feel like I need to be doing something. And it's like, if I get a couple of hours where like my wife's asleep and my kids asleep, like very reasonably, I could just go to sleep too. Cause I am tired constantly, but I'll be like, well, I never get time to myself. I'm gonna do something in the garage. I'm going to go, uh, to play a video game for work for a couple hours. Like I just don't usually get quiet time like this, mm-hmm. but then like in the holidays, like it's one of the only times outside of a vacation, like, like a, like a planned, like leave vacation where I just got time. Like games are slow. I don't need to plan content. I, I game of the year is over. I don't need yeah. to be playing games yeah. to like figure out what my list is. Like I'm able to like, I get like a week and change off where like several days uh, my daughter is like at daycare. If I choose to like send her there, I have to pay for it anyway. Like you don't get the your money back in that that week if you take them out for, for the holidays. So anyway, that's all, just a long way of saying like I actually like let myself in. Like a nap sounds like a weird indulgement, but like I just don't usually give myself that. And the holidays are like the one time where like I'll let myself have a nap, and then I'm like, you know, naps as long as they're like an hour, not in ninety minutes, not like a sleep. Which is like three hours and over. You just slept. You yeah, didn't take slept. a nap. You slept. Um, and you usually feel like shit coming out of that, which is also one of the reasons I'm usually nap averse. I'd rather just go to bed early than like feel like garbage for an hour afterwards trying to wake back up. But yeah, I think naps are like my holiday treat because it's the only time that I allow myself like the time because I feel like I have the time to, to actually give it. I feel like um, I feel like the, I, I'll accept that it's a treat. Treat is broad enough, right? Mm-hmm. Treat can be whatever you want. Uh, a treat can be like, but it's. A, I think that that's acceptable to me. I think I've been thinking about this a lot because there's like lots of snacks and lots of meals and lots of things that are like, hey, this is a my mom cooks this and I actually really like this and like, but that's not really a treat in the same way. I guess I could kind of say it is. Um, but the thing that actually comes to mind is like a quick thing you grab and like, oh wow, this is nice. This is like. I only do it in this holiday season is like street meat of like, mm. you know, like halal style cart, food cart, um, kebabs and stuff like that. Ke- kebab? I've, I've never learned the right way of saying ke- if it's kebab. I've heard – I grew up with kebab and then I like, I wait a second, that's I think there's different – I think kebabs are a different thing Altogether. Sometimes. Okay. <laughs> I yeah. believe you. I I am putting my ignorance on display happily. But that style of like halal uh, street meat is – Something that's like almost always I'm out shopping or I'm out like mm. running errands and it's cold or maybe there's some flurries. That is when it is the most appealing and I let myself have it instead of going home to where I have food right. to eat like an adult. Because I only I live like three <laughs> blocks away or like two blocks away from a really good street meat cart and then like another two blocks away from an even better one. Right. So it's like I'm around it when I run at the bank or do da, 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 whatever like that. And so like it's always been around but like I don't I don't eat from those places normally not for any other reason than like I have food at home right I'm gonna go home right uh but when I'm out 
for around the holidays, doing shopping, doing my like pre go home stuff, like absolutely. And it is like it warms me up, especially if it's just chilly enough to where it's just like you just want that street meat. Sometimes you just want that street meat. Well, they brought that street meat in. We got upstairs today. No, I don't think today. Oh. I don't know, but we've got halal guys like twice now. Nice, they come through. Hell yeah, very good. Um, so yeah, that's mine. That's mine. As we kick off this holiday season here, I hope everyone has a safe uh, weekend. I hope everyone, if if you're driving or traveling, I hope your traveling goes well. Uh, we'll be back next week with some more stuff. Um, uh, I think. I don't think I have any other. We don't have any other announcements, right? Because it's going out weird. It's coming no, out we'll on fig- Thursday. Yeah, we'll or figure Friday. out our. We're figuring out our game of the year stuff, but there'll be. Yeah. Oh, I'm. So, we can at least say there'll be ahead. podcasts. Uh, yes. There you know, will every be podcasts. Eight podcasts uh, for the time that we're we're all sort of taking time off, like you know, roughly Christmas through New Year's. Yeah. So uh, I am excited about those. I am so excited to not have to do layout. <laughs> For the for the holiday stuff for the first time in years, we're doing a lot less. We're doing a lot less of that on purpose. I, this that's year. good. It's mostly good. A, no one should. It, this was my yeah. cross to bear. Uh, this was my like weird project that I love doing, but mm. ruined my <clears throat> my holidays many years in a row. Uh, glad to not be doing it this year. Can't wait. Hope everyone d- gets it done early, and you can all just log off. Uh, uh, anyway, we'll be back next week with, with more stuff. Uh, I hope everyone has a great weekend and uh, a safe holiday weekend if they're if they're traveling. Um, as always, thank you to Bowen for letting us use the track Miss You off the EP Pale Machine. Find out more about that at waypoint.zone slash B-O-E-N. Follow me on Twitter at Austin underscore Walker. Follow Kato at A underscore Kato underscore appears. Patrick. At Patrick Klubick. Do you know where I can find Rob Zachney on Twitter? At Rob Zachney. There it is. As always, you can follow Waypoint, twitter.com slash waypoint, waypoint.vice.com is the address. If you have questions, gaming at vice.com. That's it, everybody. I know it's Black Friday tomorrow, <laughs> but uh, fuck capitalism. Go Stay home. Yeah. Actually, let's go with that. Peace. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. The original doorbuster was the liberty they were keeping in the Bastille. Oh. <laughs> huh. It's over. Good job. No more Star Wars. Shit, they canceled The Mandalorian? All right. They canceled it. Yep. Three episodes is all you get. <laughs> I like that show. Um, Did you watch it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm all the way caught up. I'm really glad I waited. I didn't wait.
I haven't watched the third. I've you watched should, third episode. The third yet. episode's good. I really like the third episode, and I'm really happy. You know, because, Kato, huh? We were talking about trying to do a waypoints. Fuck it, we should do the Mandalorian. We're just doing like, it. Like I we're actually want to talk about it. that we're show. We're in it. We're in it. Let's just keep rolling. Rob's not here yet. We can just start talking. <laughs> no, 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 no. We're gonna, we, we might have you to do the s- podcast separately. We were talking. Oh, okay. Rob was trying to make us do Christmas movies. And, nah, let's do the Mandalorian. Let's do the Mandalorian. When do we want to do that? I don't. That was we, uh, the, that was the the big question. We like went over like what a schedule looks like for the next rest, week. For we need to talk. We need to talk to you first to figure out what your schedule was before we could like. I'm ba- I'm fine. I'm around next week. Okay. Hi, hey. Rob. Rob, you got like a whole the the is it a plaid? Do you have a plaid on? Yeah. There's like a powerful lumberjack energy coming <laughs> off of you because of the beard and the the. Do you have a haircut? Did you get a haircut? What do you think? What do you think he does when he goes on these long walks? That makes perfect sense. Right. He do, loved Death Stranding. He he chops some wood. He do, puts right. it on his back. Yep. He brings and then he brings it over. And he brings it over. No wonder he slipped a disc. Wow. <laughs> mean. <laughs> mean. It's not, not really. No, He's I guess it's not. I guess you're right. Like, He's out here cutting lumber. That's fucking, I, it seems like a touchy. Dangerous. It seems like a touchy area. <laughs> Sorry, I did not mean that as an insult. There's a different way that no. Kato could have said it. You're right. It was a little more condescending, but I felt like Kato was showing respect. Okay, yeah. fair. Deference. I would have said it would have been <laughs> condescending. So, Let's, I'm getting a beer and a seltzer. Sounds good. And then I will podcast with you. I'm excited. I'm excited for this mix. All right, Rob, your sound look good? It does. Okay. Great. <laughs> you know what Bob Marley always says? The good times of today are mm-hmm. the sad thoughts of tomorrow. Thanks, well, Bob. Well, See, I was, thinking in every, I was thinking in every life you have some trouble. Oh, right. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Oh, God damn it. Are we ready to clap? I'll let you finish. Mm-hmm. Pe- I'll let you finish yeah. porn, Rob. Let's do it. Uh, let's do it at nine Rob's seconds. Rob's clap is going to be nine opening seconds. a beer. <laughs> Already done. What was that? <laughs> nine seconds. I said nine seconds a couple of times. I didn't hear. I, okay, I, that's I was, fine. Let's do another one. talking to me about beer. And I was like, I love beer. That's her. 23. 23. <laughs> okay. 